The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. These are jokes. <laughs> We're live. We're rolling now. Don't, don't clam up. What, oh, are you tell- no. what are you telling me about acid? Talk, oh. Tell me. <laughs> right into it yes because it was very and i stopped you because it was too good it was like Mm. it was very interesting well you you were saying that you did it once and you you were in a bathtub and mm. it was interesting but then you did it where were you the second time you did it? so the first time i did it i was with uh three other people and we like you know it was celebrating someone's birthday and all my friends are like pretty spiritual in that way like meditative and annoying you know no it's good stuff i love it i they, i'm kidding i know it can be annoying i agree that shit can be With really the wrong fucking, people 100 percent. when it's inauthentic it's super annoying oh yeah yeah no yeah. i i think there's it's like any other area of bullshit you yes. pick up on and you're like, mm, no. I had two but, different yoga teachers that did the same thing. And with one of them, it was amazing. And with the other one, it was so annoying. Yeah. Where the, the guy would like chant in class and right. he would sing. And I'd be like, let get me away from this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He was just a bullshit artist. It was like a fake spiritual guy. But then another guy who did it, his classes were all donation based. You, did, mm. you didn't have to pay to, cl- to yeah, come. That's, that's and you would way. see ladies pull up in Mercedes and not oh. pay. I'd be like, you dirty bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just wouldn't pay. Wait, They'd was that the good by. one or the bad one? The good one. Yeah, the good, the good one. one. Interesting. He did the exact same thing, but yeah. you can tell there was no pretense. It was yeah. all. So, sorry, I fucked up. No, I'm, I'm yeah. with you, though. I feel the same friends. way. I have spiritual friends. And it was more of like a, we, I laughed for like eight hours. It was just like laugh therapy and just around like, wonderful people just good energetic and i i was so i was high for like two days <laughs> but i i found myself wanting to like go in and i kept going into his bathtub and like he had like this glass door so when you shut it the sound was really and that's what i wanted mm. and but i didn't really get to go there because everyone's like come back let's all like hang out you know and so uh last week i went with my best girlfriend to celebrate her mother's birthday and her mom passed away five years ago and we went out to joshua tree it was beautiful i mean first and foremost the the thing that i admire most about the process is like setting an intention when you want to heal from it Mm. you know like you can party like i did the week before you're just like hanging out but i wanted to go somewhere else and we did and you know there was this moment too where we were sitting just the two of us we were sitting around a fire and my friend's been through some crazy crazy shit in her life like dark stuff and there's this like space of sacred pain where like she told me things that no one she doesn't talk about and she's like it comes out and vice versa and it was just this like that's the place where we put it that's the place where we had love for each other and was like i see you I respect all your shit you've been through. And then we went to like the next phase of it, of the trip. And at one point, you know, we were laughing too, going in and out of like laughing hysterically and having like the best time and then having these like intense spiritual moments and, and, and therapeutic as such. Like that's why I love it. Mm. But at one point, I don't know how to describe it. Like we, first of all, the stars like were there was like galactic geometry like you can just see all this crazy shit in the sky and it feels alive and at one point we 
went up, it was like this cabin and then you had to walk up the hill for the bathroom and the kitchen. So you were really in the middle of nowhere. And at one point, like the frequency changed and it went, and the only other time I'd experienced that was when I smoked DMT like a decade ago. And it scared me because I was like, there is, there is something, there was like, there is an energy that just presented itself. And, and my friend and I experienced it at the same time which I don't think is a thing that happens for people often. I, I don't know. Like I've never had, like we were visited by like, it felt like another star system. I mean, it sounds like hocus pocus, but I. I, I don't think it's hocus pocus. It that's, was amazing. That's what I wanted you to talk about. I think, yeah. I think we're, uh, we have a limited idea of what's possible in terms of like what reality is. Mm -hmm. And when you do psychedelic drugs, you, you experience this thing that you can't experience naturally, right? You have mm -hmm. this these wild visualizations and you feel like you're being visited by yeah. entities and things are communicating with you. And people say, well, it's hallucinations. Your mind is playing tricks on you and all these things. That, and that sure, might, might sometimes, be, yeah. It might be that. For sure. But also, it might be possible that there's a frequency that you can tap into with these things that's not available to you. Right. And that these things are always here. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a lot of people that think, when, when, when they're talking about, like, the UFO phenomenon, there a lot, there's a lot of people that think these things aren't just visiting from other star systems. They're visiting from other dimensions, right? And that they're there all the time, and they Correct. can come in and out, and they can go. And we we were we're like, oh, we're like trying to grab ghosts. Like we're <laughs> like, I just need to bring it home and show everybody proof. Right. But you're never gonna you're never gonna have proof. It's right. like it's not it's not available in this plane. Mm. But when you do mushrooms, or when you do acid, or mm -hmm. when you do DMT, you get these windows into like what's around you all the time. Yeah, I think if you pay more attention to energy in that way, too, it's like, this is going to sound super weird, but I, it's, it is the truth. Like, my my friend, you know, her mother was this, like, incredibly, like, spiritual mystic woman. And she collected uh, gemstones from all over the world and jewels. And one day, uh, KP, my friend, was like, she's like, Suze, I really want you to have some of my mother's jewelry. And it was, like, a great honor. And... I was like, well, yeah, I, I would love that. And I'm wearing some of it right now. And um, I started having dreams about her mom. And it felt very, like, visited. And it wasn't, like, it was really beautiful. <laughs> so, like, that stuff, when you are taking psychedelics and you have an intention of, like, settling things, you know, yeah. it... I believe in that. Like the fact that we both experienced this frequency change at the same time. And I was like, are you, are you hearing that? And are you seeing that? Cause it was like, it was like the, the whole sky, like it flipped. It was like a photo negative. It was so crazy. I'm missing out, man. Oh, I Gary. I, I'm not, I haven't done yeah, LSD, DMT. None of those things? Let's go. I've done mushrooms. And I don't know how you can like hang out and be with people. But I always kind of, I start laughing a little bit. And then I start to find myself all like disappear. Right and I'll be like hanging out with yeah. a tree or some <laughs> shit. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's great. That's the uh, best part. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the best part of mushrooms is nature, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but there's something you definitely get from that, you know feeling re-energized and you know kind of like a reset that's kind of what sure. i get from that it's phenomenal yeah. for people with ptsd yeah mm -hmm. Pe people with ptsd a lot of soldiers experience uh these mushroom trips and just relaxes them relieves them of a lot of the pressure right that they have yeah you know it's 
Um, but like per your point, like it is important to make sure you're in good hands with whoever you're doing it with. Like, and it could be like one of your good buds, but like sometimes like, you know, when some, some folks don't quite have a handle on their darkness, you probably don't want to do acid for the first time with somebody like that, you know, and that's no disrespect to people, you know, that have shit to deal with. It's just like, cause there's no, um, there's no seatbelt, you know, like you're just going, yeah, that was my first, my kind of first trip was hanging with a bunch of folks, and we hadn't done it before. Right. And all of a sudden, you <laughs> know, the guy's the house we were at, me. he was like, "Y'all need to get the fuck out of my oh, house right no, now." No. I'm in, I'm in high school. I was skipping high school. I'm like, I'm skipping high school, and yeah. so we spent the whole day we're like tripping balls, right? And then all of a sudden, he freaks out, and so I got to go home, and I'm skipping. So I'm just yeah. kind of standing out, walking around my neighborhood, staring at the <laughs> sun and shit with nowhere to go. Oh I finally go back to my house, tripping balls. My mom's there, my little sister's there, my grandma's there. Nah, I just went up to my room and just curled into a ball. Mm-hmm. For I remember one time yeah. tripping, and it's only happened to me once, but yeah. one time tripping where I, I, I felt like I could see the patterns of of existence that aren't available with the the naked eye like mm. i could see that there's like some weird like grid to everything yes mm. the grid yeah. you've yeah. seen the grid yeah i've seen you know the grid what I'm talking about? yeah it's like the matrix it's so weird it you kind of like and you feel like, like you can almost step through it sometimes you can too. you can in meditation too <laughs> no it's for real i have seen the grid as well I think that's what the photo negative was this time too. It's mm. like presents itself differently, but yeah. it's like I love this shit. I, I think, felt so good ever since too. I, I think when you have these alternative states of consciousness, these altered states of consciousness, and you enter into this different frame of mind, and your your brain tunes into this, it's like a fleeting but completely different frequency. Like you can't hold on to it for very long, mm. but when you get there, you it. it it seems more real than regular life. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest part about like tripping mm-hmm. is that a lot of times when you're tripping, it's more vivid than regular life, and you you come back and you go, wait a minute, is this the bullshit? Yeah. And is that? Yeah. That that is that like what's possible, but I can't tune into it because I'm too connected to the monkey brain. Yo, well, that, that's real. That is real. <laughs> it is so real. But I think I think every time you do it, you're gonna be served something differently depending on where you're at in your life. Like. Yeah. Like my friend who has been through profound trauma and is like on top of her game. Like she's she's like kind of a media mogul and she works so hard and she has a beautiful family and she's she's just a good person. But she like handled her shit and continues to do so. And I think that like when you because, you know, those phases like I don't know about you, but you haven't gone into this area of psychedelics. But mm. like I always have this like at some point usually like a a deep deep cry of like recognition for things like you know like stuff that happened like my my dad pain and being like okay like there's this wound of like bad sad stuff and then I'm like well this is also shaped who I am so this is like where I get my warrior strength and I got that during one of my journeys and I was like cool thanks for uh reminding me and it sucked to go there i didn't want to go i didn't want to remember just like painful memories but then i acknowledged them and then i went to the next phase of you know then it then then it got galactic you know mm. but i think you have to you get access to that stuff when you have get past to, your personal bullshit yes, yes yeah. that's what i think yeah for sure 
Yeah. I think you understand it more. I think there's a, there's a bunch of different altered states of consciousness that people achieve that we take for granted. And I think music is one of them. Mm. And I was really mm. thinking that after your show last night. For sure. I, was, I, was, I enjoyed the fuck out of it that. Was so Thanks, good. I haven't seen a live performance in so long. To be able to sit in Anton's and just take it in, man. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. First of all, you killed it. Killed Thanks, it. Thanks, man. And those brothers? Who are those brothers? Peterson. The God Peterson damn, brothers, damn those guys are good. <laughs> yeah, out of Backstrop, Texas, right down the street. Shout so out sweet. to the Peterson brothers. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Woo. They're so good. They're, they're, they're amazing. Amazing. I've been seeing them since they were like 9 and 11. And really? They're still early 20s. Yeah, they seem so you know? young. And uh, The guitar player kid. had this effortless style yeah. it pisses me off <laughs> he was so fast you were saying that last night <laughs> it pisses me off <laughs> yeah. i hate watching musicians that make it look easy because i'm struggle face like all day oh, there yeah. they are right there yeah man there they are yeah like he has like this sweet smile alex's while he's smile yeah. fucking His sweet smile yeah, alex on bass and he's glenn on the guitar that's my guy john d's back there on keys brandon temple on drums oh my god that dude oh, yeah. Glenn, when he shreds, he just has a smile on his face, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's real sweet to watch. We we've we've done a lot of shows out with them on tour, running around. Look at these hippies! Look at the fucking things hanging from the wall and shit. <laughs> Full on hippies. Oh you went over their house, like, oh, they have weed. Bro, that's what my studio used to look like. <laughs> You're like, actually, that's your studio. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was doing the bunk. Gary, the uh, yeah. the vocals last night too. Well, aside from your voice sounding so amazing, the, do the dudes normally sing with you that much? That many voices? Well, I, I um, Suzanne gets sensitive to that. I loved it. <laughs> well, yeah. What's Wait, up? did I? Oh, my nose itches from the test. No, <laughs> I was like, so am my eyes watering? It was uh, beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I switched up my band right before everything got locked down. Right on. And um, yeah. and so yeah, it was really important. I, I grew up you know being a choir dude and loving like oh r&b groups and all that type of stuff so i love those harmonies that curtis made it seemed like you're in your fashion. element like for for real it was beautiful i was i mean shit, we bitch been in the house for months yeah. i mean yeah. setting up the studio we got so fucked up like i went and bought a light system and i'm running a light show in there just because i miss it so much you know it's like lights flashing just like, for yourself just because i miss the energy yeah. you know, oh my of, god of that. Yeah. But yeah, man, there's it was something really cool about time. live performance that takes you to another place. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I, I think by the time we got there, I was pretty sober. You know, yeah, like it wasn't no. being high. It no. was just sitting there, and and you're you're hearing these sounds, and and you experience expression and creativity from the people that are playing mm -hmm. and it like puts you in this place that you don't get to without music that's a very it's a very interesting place that you get to particularly when you see live music and then there's the other factor the crowd vibe yeah like there's this vibe of the crowd like in between songs Woo! Yeah. it's like this good feeling yeah it's, it's great were, i missed it they and thanks for coming out and, oh. and sitting in sorry we fucked up your song. No, it was, <laughs> it was so good. you know what i love about that it was so real and like that's the thing like shit goes wrong on stage and i'm so used to it it's like well this guitar is crapping out on me so yeah. i'm just gonna put it down and and move around and yeah. it was fun yeah, no it was awesome i had fun it was awesome it was beautiful cool. it was i mean that was the first time we've been out this this week doing stuff you know and i was really inspired by seeing you guys you know come down and do stuff i was like i gotta get back out you yeah know? well i, I got inspired out. by doing by first of all i i took a long time off i did uh one weekend in july and then i got weirded out i was like <clears throat> where was that in the houston improv 
Okay. But I was like, I don't want to get anybody <clears throat> and it was inside. Sick. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get anybody sick. I don't want to get sick. This right. Is cr- but then after a while, you're like, I got to live my fucking life. Like, yeah. I can't. This is a part of my life. And then mm-hmm. Tony was in town. Yeah. And Tony was doing this place called Vulcan Gas Company. Yeah. And I dropped in and did a set. And then immediately I was like, okay, I'm back. Cool. Like, right away. And then Dave was here the next week. And Dave's like, come come do a set. So I did a set. And then after the show, Dave grabs me. And he's like, let's do a residency, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was loving it. He's like, this was so much fun. Come on. Let's have some fun. And I was like, let's have some fun. Fuck it. So we're doing a bunch of shows in December. And then we're going to probably do some more uh, in the upcoming months, too. I mean, that's why I'm here. Like, that's full circle. It's so crazy (laughs) because I told I know I've told you both the story, but like to explain it, it's like I was sitting in the studio telling my producer about this new song that's on our on my record that I love. And I was like, I wrote this in one sitting after watching Sticks and Stones for the fourth time, because I've seen it so many times. But it's such a powerful work of, I mean, you can call it art, yeah. But, like, it's so much more than comedy. And the way that Dave, like, what he's doing is is so powerful. And it it speaks to a greater uh, area of thought that we need to acknowledge and also makes you laugh. And he weaves it in this way that it's like, I can't put it to words. And I was so, and I don't write songs in one sitting, like I'm lazy. So like, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop. And I was telling uh, John Spiker, my, my producer, I was like, God, I just fucking love that guy. And then I opened up my Instagram and, and it was like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle doing a residency at Stubbs. And I was like, what the fuck? And I texted you and I, I, I was like, I shouldn't go. I shouldn't, that's not safe. I shouldn't go. And then I texted you, and you're like, well, let's jam. And I was like, oh, God, now I have to go. <laughs> well, Gary already beat the cooties. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad yeah. you're better. We got two cootie virgins in this room. And then coo- t- two cootie veterans. I'll tell you what. If I get cooties <laughs> from your show last night, worth it. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> welcome. I just don't want to give it to anybody else. Yeah, same that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm that's doused the fuck up I don't up see anyone. Vitamins. I live alone, and I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to go home after this. <laughs> At the end of the day, like we all got to live our lives. Like the, I envy people like Jamie and you that have got it and kicked it and don't worry about it now. Because yeah. now you can just kind of wander around. You don't. You don't have yeah. to be worried about it. Like well, right. Jamie wander around a fuck. little bit, but I mean, I'm still don't. I don't know. You know? Yeah, you don't yeah, know. Don't but know. only like I think worldwide, some less than ten people have ever got it twice. A which friend is of mine, pretty crazy. A friend of mine's wife's friend who's a nurse got it twice. Within like wow. four weeks. Being oh, a nurse, wow. she might not have ever kicked it. Right. If it's within four weeks, yeah. she might not have ever kicked it. You know, the 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 thing about nurses is they're just the I, I hate this term viral load. It sounds dirty, but <laughs> they they just get a lot of viral load. You know, it's like they're don't I know it? Mm, it sounds disgusting. It does disgusting. sound pretty gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do. They're on the front lines, man. My sister's yeah. a nurse. She's she works with the babies though. She's in the NICU unit, but it's still like you gotta watch yourself. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When yeah, that's, yeah, wild stuff. Friend of mine, his his wife is a nurse, and she was pregnant doing this whole thing, still going to work. And, Jesus, well, that's fucked. Gangster. Absolutely, straight up G. Damn. That's as gangster as it gets because you got to think about this little child inside are you there studies you on how be. it affects babies anyone who's pregnant who gets it is there any like information on that? i don't think they know i mean yeah. you gotta think about this is an eight oh, month yeah, old so. pandemic <clears throat> it's like there's so much information that they need to compile mm. after all this all said and done right 
It's wild shit we're living through. But it could be a whole lot worse, you know? It could be. Yeah, I think that, like, it's a nice wake-up call that... It's not nice. That's not the right word. But, like, it's a wake-up call that I... I'll speak for myself. It's, like, shaped my life for the better. Because, like, you know, there's no touring. There's no, like... I can I can do like night after night after night like day after day after day of travel and be exhausted and like maybe not tend to some of the emotional things that I've had to tend to during quarantine mm. and I have deep gratitude for it because I fucking face that shit down. That's real. <laughs> well, sometimes you need your schedule to get thrown off. Mm-hmm. Just just so you recognize like listen bitch you're not in control of anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is good for you. It's good for you to know. Yeah. You got to you got to be adaptive yes. you know, all the time. Absolutely. And this yeah. this is thrown I mean some people have thrived through this. I know people that have lost weight, created mm-hmm. new comedy specials. Right. Like there's just people that have like worked really hard through it and said, listen, yeah. I'm going to use this time. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that are just falling apart. And yeah. They're on Twitter 12 hours a day yelling yeah. at everybody. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> no, it, this this thing has been it's been a, a real reality check for me. I mean, touring has been everything for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've been touring for the last 10 years and hadn't been able to move around, you know. Right. And I was like, oh shit, that's <laughs> all I got, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, this is it. And uh, but it's been cool, man, because, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. Like, I, I haven't been home. I've missed a lot of things with my two older kids. You know, I missed the first steps. I missed the first words. I missed all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I got, you know, my little one-year-old. And this time, I've seen everything. I've seen his teeth, you know, pop up. I've seen my oldest teeth fall out, you know, and oh, all that cool. kind of stuff. And just been around for those things and watched their brains work every day yeah. and pick up something and put it back out there. So That's amazing. I've really taken this time to just kind of be there and thank god my wife she's got like three businesses and jewelry stuff and got this uh thing called bump suit you know she's selling clothes to pregnant women and so she's been holding this whole thing down for us i've been able to just kind of re evaluate yeah what am i gonna do you know because it's touring shit like Kind of, yeah. you know, do another hustle. I've just been barbecuing, man. I've been at the house <laughs> on the smoker, like trying to make the best brisket oh, I can. Oh, you're smoking that's, too. That's good. That's what I've been doing. Damn. You know. We went to... Uh, that's special. We went to Terry Black's and they showed us these grills that they made themselves, these smokers. Yeah. They, well, they had made yeah. with like uh, propane tanks. Yeah. You know, they had the <laughs> giant propane tank Crazy. things and the, the, you know, they got the offset with the box. And the problem with that shit is you, you look at that and go, okay, I think I need one in my life. Yeah. I think yeah. I need to start <laughs> you would. building. Yeah. I need to start welding. Do you have like a grill yeah. selection in your at your house? Do you have like, well, I'm not sure which grill I want to use today kind of thing? I have two. But okay. <clears throat> one of them I just used to sear. Okay. My, my, the main cooking I do on right. a Traeger, which okay. is like the easiest. Is that the one that looks yeah. like an egg? No, no, I got okay. rid of that one. That okay. one, uh, it triggers like, uh, it looks like, it is a smoker, but yeah. the box has pellets in it. Right. You know, it's, but it's, it's all electronic. Yeah. So like, you can set it on your app. I'll set it to like one. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got one of them too. <laughs> it's the shit. I love it. I, shit. I, I go back and forth between like analog and digital, which is the yeah. same way I am with my yeah, right. music life. But it's like, you know, I like smelling like, you know. Do you ever get into those digital pedal boards? I, that's, that was it. Yeah, I, I cut the line there. Yeah, but. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. What is I want to see the pedals. What digital pedal board is like? Instead of standing on it, you would it's some nerd shit. It's oh. just like it's, it's. You press a button. It's like a whole <laughs> interface of like, like when like 
Gary's pedal board last night. There's all these different pedals and they're different colors and sizes and okay, that, they look like that. Oh, there the we helix. go. The helix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not as much fun. How do you go up and down? Because I see you you guys use your feet to... One of the things I love about music is I don't know anything. So I yeah. love watching like, wow, how are they making these crazy noises? Like, But I, I notice you're moving your feet up and down. Like, How would you do that Well, digitally? that's a volume pedal. That's different. Oh, that's or wah, is that a wah wah pedal? Or? What I was using? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably wah. It's going yeah. up and down like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you do that digitally? I don't know how this stuff works. I don't like. Yeah, that stuff. Can I don't bank whatever. I don't know how that. Oh, that's Satan's somebody work. doing both. Yeah, well, yeah. I was showing them both. They like the alternative of having <clears throat> everything like a, all together. Guitar right. pedal orgy. Wow. With the digital. And do you right. step on these things, Chad? Yeah, you step on them. Like, that's like you know, called. like. The green one will give you like a kind of a boost, a little distortion, you know. How do you know of. which one to grab? Jesus. <laughs> you know, a lot of time at home alone, just making noise. Just fucking yeah. around? Just, yeah, whoa, what does that do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, smoke one and like trip out for a couple hours. It's fun. Oh. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. It's fun to watch other people crush it. I learned a lot last night. Music <laughs> is a fucking trip. It really is because it's kind of like a drug in some ways. Like there's songs that you hear when you're working out that just juice you up. Yeah. Like like a legit juice. Like if you could drink a shot. Wasn't it Jumpstart that? My Heart? Was that That's it? That's good. That's, <laughs> that the, one, one that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Kickstart My Heart. Kickstart My Heart. Motley Crue. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, don't you worry about a thing. That yeah, is yeah. my opening song on my so workout bad. playlist. Dude, mm. you show me some love, and yeah, my phone always blows up when you do stuff like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, when you played that last night for your final song, it was yeah. like, yes! Yeah, it was so and with the good. Peterson brothers, too. Dude, man. that was amazing. And that was like a 10-minute version of it. It was incredible. I know, man. And I was thinking about that, too. It was like, people hadn't heard music in a long time. And I'll go for two, two and a half hours. I'm like, yeah. is this too much? No. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. We enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. We had such a great time. Oh. But this, the, if you could get in a shot form, like what it does when you hear a great song when you're working mm. out, like yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That yeah, that, that's that's real. It's a drug. Yeah. It does yeah. something it to does. your body. It changes molecules and it does. Shit. It does. You know, it really, actually does. Yeah, the more good music you have in your life, I gotta think you gotta have a better life. It's a more enjoyable life. That's why it's weird Absolutely. when people don't listen to music when they're like, no, nah, I don't really, you know. Who the fuck are those people? So they're out there. They're Doug, out there. Doug Stanhope doesn't. Doug Stanhope hates music. That's How, weird. I, but I like him a I lot. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I guess because I love it so much, I wouldn't. I don't know. How you could just like, well, yeah. turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a part I of my whole shit. life. Mm, no it's way. a part of my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a world I was, without. I was saying last night, like, I just playing in my living room by myself is super rewarding. Like, I just, it's like medicine, you mm. know? And I do miss shows for sure. But I still, like, at its core, just picking up a guitar and singing in my living room alone. I actually discovered the other week that I, I live in, like, a house kind of apartment at the top of this old house. There's wood floor under the carpeting. Mm -hmm. And I ripped it up and I refinished it and stained it. I did like 30 hours of work. It looks beautiful. You I'm did this gonna... all yourself? Yeah. I like projects. like, And I don't like idle time. So when I have like like something to do like that, that's just like labor, I'm all in. But I will tell you, the sound in my living room is so fucking awesome now. Right. Like just even as soon as I took it, I, I could, I'll text you what I did. As soon as I ripped it up, I was like clapping and it was like... You know, like just the acoustics were so yeah. great, but it like meant the world to me to do it during this. And then, cause that's, 
I mean, I'm not really going too many places. I'm not playing music, so out. Other than in my living room, that are just you recording? Got upgrade. That? Yeah, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with the record. There's a, there's so many songs, <laughs> and they're not going to fit on a vinyl. So I got to make some. Gotta. Gotta kill your babies. I gotta kill some babies. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's I'm not going to kill them. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on ice mm-hmm. in a little chamber, time capsule, and then they'll. Whatever happened to Big Man? Big Man. It's on. It's Do you on, guys own that? Is that now? Like, um, there we was a own. Thing. We own the song. But it's well, Big Man's on Honey Honey's three. It is. Oh, yeah. not Big Man. You're um, talking about the Punk other, Kid. Punk Kid. That's oh right. yeah, uh, we <laughs> own it. It's just never been released. I don't know why we've been. We should just put it out on Spotify. It's a great fucking song. You Thanks. holding on to some stuff. <clears throat> I think that the thing with Honey Honey is we're just like disorganized, and yeah. that's the truth. We have lots of cool shit. We were doing a podcast for a minute, uh, and we'll probably do it again. It was it was on Patreon. It was really fun. We would do, it was like our Wayne's World. We would just like play some songs and then just fuck it. We, it was really a therapy hour where we would talk about how we'd recovered from a toxic relationship and how we love each other as friends so much. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> but a lot of people really liked it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he Ben's like scoring a film. He has his own music. I've got my music. I'm um, producing a television show that we're selling. I told you about that. And it's just like, there's a lot going on, man. Shit to, shit to Keep do. Keep moving. Yeah, but like, I want to do it all. Tearing up carpet. Yeah. Sanding down floors. Yeah. Making I kind of broke my body on that one, though. That was that was a tough recovery. Some serious work. <laughs> yeah. That's like real labor. Did you use all the chemicals and shit, too? No, I had... Well, yeah. My, my good buddy's a furniture maker, and I had a Festool sander, which is like a top of the line, and it has a HEPA mm. filter, so it sucks up all the sawdust, so I didn't mm. have to, like, you know... Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, die. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to die. Well, I did, you know, I polyurethaned and I, I locked, I have two kitty cats that I love to death and I, I locked them in my kitchen for a couple days. And when I let him out, Bootsy Collins did like puke for a few days and I was like, Oh God, did I just kill her? But she's fine. She's cool. Cats are adaptable. They are. Soaking those chemicals. I love that your cat's name's Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins. Is, <laughs> she's the best. She doesn't have a tail. They had to cut her tail off because somebody hurt her when she was a kitten. And oh. Yeah, but she's cool, man. She's so. She's one of those, like, she, she's a cat with trauma, but she's so happy. all the, Like, she purrs all the time, and she's, mm. she's a good girl. Yeah. You're so, a cat lady. I am. You know, I got shamed for it recently, and I was, <sighs> like, really... I thought that was interesting because... I have a lot of love to give and I got them cause I was lonely and I was like, I, and I love animals. Like I'm, I want, I realized recently I do want babies and I want a big house full of animals, babies and like music and a revolving door of just like incredible guests with food on the table. And we're just like feasting and loving life. That's is, what I want. This is what you've been thinking of during the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't think I wanted kids. To give you babies, or you got to get. Go. Yeah, he's around. He's coming. I don't he's know where coming. he is. I don't oh, know. You feel it? He's out there. He's, yeah, yeah. When the vibration changes. Yeah. Like, well, because I'm so happy, like alone. So it's like gonna take, like a warrior king. You know, like I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> any guy yeah, who calls himself cats. a warrior king. Yeah, that's kind of fucked Jesus. up. I, it's just he he can't he can't call himself that. Only I can call him that. That's the rule. You shouldn't even call him that. Maybe think it. 
Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. So, can, can I call him Thor? Can I call him <laughs> Thor? <laughs> Gary, how long would a relationship last if a woman was calling you a warrior king? Nick calls you that, you doesn't she? Think, like, this is gonna be a, yeah, my wife, she calls me king. Yeah, there you go. A, that's kind of cool. Put a warrior in front of it. Warrior's the, yeah. the thing that makes it douchey, though. Yeah, okay, can I just say king then? Yeah. yeah. Help me refine it, my vision board. Yeah. Warrior king, it's like, mm, okay. Warrior really? king sounds like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. it does, and I he think man. it is one, actually. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that on Netflix. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, can I get no. a do-over? This is your, you're honest with your fantasies. There's nothing wrong. I just shamed you. It's my no, fault. No, it's okay. I can handle it. But like I got shamed with, for the cats. My, uh, my neighbor made some comment about like, cause I was like, oh man, I think I want to foster a dog too. Cause I love dogs. And he was like, whoa, Suze, you're really pushing it with the cats already. And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, well, bros aren't into that. And I was like, I don't want a bro. And I was who, like, "Who said bros aren't in a cat?" I don't want to get into who it was, but yeah. I was. Like, <laughs> no, Jimmy, no! Oh yeah, no, I can't date that guy. I can't perfect. date that guy. That's it. like some Ren Fair shit. What if, a, what if the guy was perfect, but he's really want. into cosplay? No. Everything else about no. him was great. I know that's like that's like the nightmare, but no, no. Mm. There's I'm I'll, I'm fine. To pa- I'm having a good time flying solo. Okay. Like I'll pass. What about everything else was great? You're just really great. into dressing up. That would take some time. That would take some time. He's like, Suze, there's some shit I have to tell you about. I need you to put on this bunny suit. It's like really important to me. I know it's going to sound crazy, but uh, I'm going to dress up like Conan, and you're going to be Red Sonia. You got the hair for it right now. You're not in, huh? I mean, it depends. Mm. It depends. (laughs) Fuck. Mm. Now, Now I'm scared. You should be. Going back to King. Just King. So uh, your douchebag neighbor said that guys aren't into cats? Yeah, he shamed me for having too many animals and being a single woman. I was like, okay, so let me let me just add this up. So like, I have things that I love and I take care of, and that is a negative reflection of my person as a dateable per- like entity. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. That's dumb. That's super is dumb. Is your neighbor um, a happy person? Well, then he, I, I like, I like, kind of neutered him. I got mad. I was like, "What the fuck's wrong with you, dude?" And and then he went, "You know, well, I am pretty lonely, so maybe you have a point." And then I was like, "Well, yeah, step wow. up." Wow. <laughs> but I was so mad. I was like, "How dare you?" Wow. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't like making people feel bad, but the Suzanne don't make fun of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when people are sad, they lash out at other people. You know. Yeah, that's true. You know true. that expression: hurt, hurt people, people, hurt people. people. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the truth. That's what it is. It's just lashing. But out I don't want to hurt the people that hurt the people. I, I'd actually like to be kind to them. And too late. It was too late. <laughs> yeah, oops. No take backs on that. People get like fucking super sensitive about their pets though, because mm. it's a part of your life. You know, that someone talks shit thing. about a cat or a dog that you love, you're like, hey, man, fuck. Well, you. a lot of people don't like cats. It's it's interesting. Like people that don't like dogs, they don't like dogs. People that don't like cats hate cats. Like it's like, you know, this weird attitude and that's fine it was more the like attacking my person thing i was like Mm -hmm. hold on but yeah i get it i mean some people have like ferrets and you know rodents as pets i'm not into that fucking snakes yeah i'm not into that that's that's when you know you got a real problem like you're you're willing to take some serpent into your house and pretend that thing gives a fuck about you that's an interesting energy you know of of other people that like that stuff too they're just trying to be interesting there's some guy who who's living here and he had a pet cobra i think that <gasps> got out 
and yeah. he was in his car or what? something and like that's just got dumb out and, like, and reckless. killed him in his car like, what? Yeah. Yeah. killed him in his car yeah here in austin well Something like this. I'm not sure, but like well, some no, dude had a cobra and that's killed the him thing. in his car. Like people, people, like whenever someone gets a pet alligator, it usually ends up like in Ohio, out in the lake. Like yeah. people can't have a pet alligator. Here it is. Autopsy. T oh. use cobra to commit suicide. Oh shit! Oh wow. Well, that's different. That's, that's dark. That, that is dark. dark. That's dark. Christ. Oh. He had multiple separate bites on each arm. The bite showed no evidence that he tried to pull away from the snake as it struck. The autopsy said the bites appeared to be intentional injection sites. Oh. And Thompson had a history of suicidal ideation. Ugh. That's rough. Okay. Well, Imagine your kid. <laughs> your kid's just really, really in the dark Sorry, shit. Be like, eh, he'll be no. fine. He's got a cobra to keep him company. That's yeah, a I'm really... I'm not having a damn um, snake in my own. Fuck no. that. Specifically yeah. thought out way to go. Like, yeah. damn. Well... Dark anyway, oh, anyway, <laughs> I think you're good with your cat. Yeah, thanks, Gary. The snake got out and they couldn't find it for a little while. Oh my god. Yeah. That's like, oh jeez. Austin they're... police searching for cobra believed to have killed a man. You know what? Isn't this is crazy? interesting. Cobra on the loose. On that note, Gary and Joe Rogan, there, <laughs> there was. This is not funny. Uh, in Ohio, I think it was in Zanesville. Jamie, do you remember when that guy had all the animals? Yeah. And they, he committed suicide but before he did he let them all out and they were bears lions tigers wolves and the fucking saddest thing is that they killed all of them the cops had the to, cops killed them. but yeah. they were like they had to shut down all the schools because they were trying to get a count there was like like 70 animals or something that this yeah. man had but it's interesting like the psychology of it of like the people that are doing that shit it's like you're not supposed to have those animals let alone in ohio well, people that want to in kill themselves too, like they, their whole vision of what life is is off, right? They're yeah. just ready to end it. Yeah. So they're like, fucking let the cats, they're not even thinking about what's going to happen to these mm -mm. cats. Yeah. 18 yeah, so tigers, sad. 17 lions, wow. eight bears, three cougars, two wolves, one baboon, one macaque, and one man dead in Ohio. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, how many people watched Tiger King and decided they need a fucking tiger in their yard? That was tough during you can quarantine. Get one here. You can get a lot you of can. them. You can. There's more here in captivity than all the wild of the world. In Texas? In private collections. There's more tigers in people's fucking yards in Texas than of all of the wild of planet Earth. What? Yep. There's a bit I had him act. 2016, triggered. Available now on Netflix. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, I get, first of all, that's fucked up, but, but also, like, you know, um, environment. From the environmental standpoint, like, is that a like? Do they thrive here? Like, just being outside? Is no, that... you can just get them. Texas no, I mean, is like... wild. That's why we saw Gary last night. You can you can go see a wild, a live yeah. show. Like, people can do things here. You can go. To, we ate a restaurant yesterday. When yeah, was the last did. time you did that? It's been a very long time. I, oh, I nice, I've gone right? to outdoor restaurants in LA, yeah. but not not inside. Yeah, you can go inside here. It was so fun. <laughs> Texas is a different animal, and they let you have zebras. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a dude the other day. I met a dude who was getting some zebras. He was talking about getting... Remember that guy? He was talking about getting some zebras. I'm like, why are you getting What's zebras? What's he going to do with the zebra? Have him just wander around his yard. Like, what are you okay. doing? He's like, mate him. I was like, well, all right. Yeah, okay. you're going to mate zebras. <laughs> was he trying to sell you a zebra? No. No. Okay, but I would good. think of it. The problem is if someone offers you one, you go, how much room do they need? <laughs> <laughs> what do they eat? Okay. Yeah. You can't, zebras can't be tamed. You know, they're in the horse family, but sure. no one rides a zebra. No. Not happening, baby. Mm -mm. 
Doesn't seem right. Wow. I'm thinking about it. The first time I Texas. left to go out on tour, heading out west, toward around like Snyder, Texas, I looked out. Somebody had a ranch. And I was like, is that a fucking zebra out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a fucking zebra. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. There's a shitload of exotic animals there's that are here that are in either endangered or almost extinct in the wild yeah they thrive in texas oh man i mean a neighbor of mine he's got an ostrich he's got llamas <laughs> yeah the other day i drove back to my crib and this motherfucker had a buffalo like a bison <laughs> and i was like how where do you who's dealing those motherfuckers out here you can get a lot of those you can order them yeah there's a it's lot really of animals odd, again order. like it's the like psychology of it like i sure i mean i get the like i want a novelty pet which sucks because i think sometimes there's a lot of neg- negligence with that where you're like you don't need a fucking tiger or there's a lot of negligence with people that have cats sure some people what are you 30 trying to say? of them 30 of them in a one-bedroom apartment yeah, just shitting up. all over the place that's different uh, I only but, have two. Um, but people are crazy. <laughs> they like, are. Some people are crazy with zebras. Some people are crazy with cats. Yeah, that's true. God, what are we going to do now? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to hang on to my chickens. I just lost a chicken the other day to oh, a coyote. No. Fucking coyotes. I got a fat coyote in my neighborhood. Yeah, Mm-mm. they're out here, man. Yeah, dude took a picture of it and showed it to me. I was like, that looks like a wolf. That's the fattest coyote I've ever seen. He's they're so fat. gnarly. And they'll well, like well surround fed. you. Yeah, they'll like, I have them in Silver Lake on my street. Mm. And I, I got in my car once and there was one kind of behind the car and two up above. And I was, I did not like it. I did not like they're it. They're sketchy just, as fuck. Yeah, they're if sketchy. they're really hungry and no one's around, yeah. they'll make it go at you. You think so? They've killed people before. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. I've gone out to go close a chicken coop at the end of the night and there's been one like 10 feet away. And he's like, I'm not moving, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting something. Yeah. Oof. All right. Yeah, I, I lost all my chickens to coyotes. Lost the whole 22 of them. 22? Yeah. So my dog killed a couple of are them. Are they free range or are they, they got into the pen? This is what happened. I had this dog named Johnny Cash and he was a nice. mastiff. Booty Collins yeah. and Johnny Cash. I had one named Frank Sinatra too. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. But Johnny Cash was, he's, he was huge. He was a powerful animal. And this coyote honey potted him. This coyote tricked him to thinking that she thinking was his mate. buddy. Yeah. And uh, he... That's so sad. The, the gate was open. I think the pool guy left the gate open. And so he went over to where the chicken coop was. And he's so big that the... the we have... What, what happens when a chicken... Um, have you you've seen what happens when... Um, I forget what it's called. Brooding. Where they decide that they're the egg that they laid, they're going to turn into a chick, even though there's no rooster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they... They start plucking their feathers out, and they sit on this egg, and they won't. That's they not won't fertilized. Leave. Yeah, the, the, it's not a fertilized egg. They Weird. Get, well, they get crazy. Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, they think that they're supposed to breed, and then these chicks never come, and so like a, a flips, a, a switch flips in their brain, and so then they start plucking their feathers out, and the only way to cure them of that you have to take them out of the large chicken coop and put them in a small one and make them uh, put their their paws on this. Uh, their claws on like a rail so they just hang onto the rail and they sit there you know like they would normally you know you, they, when they, the way they go to sleep is yeah. they, they sit on these rails so mm-hmm. you just put them in this small box that they can't really go anywhere and they just have to sit on this rail so they can't sit down and brood they can't sit down and like think right. that they have an egg under them okay and so once they're on that for a couple of days they let it go they forget and then they go back and they act normal again well when they were in that little small cage the coyote tricked Johnny Cash into smashing the small cage. No. Because Johnny Cash is a tank. 
And, you know, and the, the coyote's like pawing at the thing. And Johnny's like, oh, I got this. <gasps> Boom. He just wrecks it. <clears throat> tears it apart. Is and this so, on video? No. But me and the family are playing some game like Monopoly or some shit. And I see a coyote run across the backyard with a chicken in its mouth and Ooh. bounce over the six-foot fence like it didn't exist. Oh, like, my God. Like a gazelle. Like, you can't believe how agile those little fucks are. Oh it was crazy. God. With a chicken in his mouth. So I, I'm red. I'll open the back door. You motherfucker. And I ran. <laughs> and then I, I go over and I see Johnny standing there next to this wrecked cage. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And then I put two and two together. He didn't even bark. I'm like, oh, he—that's he his friend. He didn't. That coyote's bark. his friend because we've been seeing the coyotes come around. He's way too big for the coyotes to eat. Right. So the coyotes are probably like, hmm. I think I tricked this stupid motherfucker into getting <gasps> that cage open. They're so, smart. You can't beat them, John. They're not dumb. Smart. Coyotes Super are smart. not dumb. So that was one. And then when he realized he likes killing chickens. Then he realized also that that chicken wire is not strong enough to stop him. Mm. So he plowed through the chicken oh. wire and made a Johnny, hole in there no. and went on a rampage. And he killed a bunch of them that day. He killed. Like, Did he eat four. him or just kill him? Oh, snap. Chew toy. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah. sad. Just dog instincts. They can't help it. They just don't. They don't know what's going on. They just think that's what I'm supposed to kill. That's right. n in nature. A dog's supposed to kill a small bird like that, especially if it can't fly. Like right. that's just what you do. You get one cornered. It's your lucky day. So wow. he went on a little killing spree. So then we saved most of them, and then there was a fire, and the fire burnt the chicken coop down, and then there was a bunch oh, just God. running around. So then we had to take the bunch that are running around, and we had to put them in a temporary coop while we are rebuilding the other coop, and the coyotes got into the temporary coop and killed them all. They killed, like, I think 11 in a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not good. Those, They're fucking smart. Assholes. They're smart. Yeah. They're sneaky and smart. Mm -hmm. It's such so interesting about living in Los Angeles is that like even in like and you're kind of, like Calabasas was a little like you had a little more like nature around. Mm -hmm. But like there's so much wildlife there. Yeah. In the middle of the city. And you know, I, I, I love it. I'm I'm ready for some some wide open spaces though. I'm definitely Oh, you gotta move to, to Texas. That's I, what you're saying. I'm thinking about that's, that's it, man. I just like hanging out with you guys and some of my other good buds here. I was like, this, this is nice. Time to move to Texas. I like it here. Yeah. I, I was talking to Michael, your uh, road manager. Yeah, yeah. And I Mike love Weed. him. Michael Weed. And and he's not a pothead. And I was like, good, because that'd be too literal. Yeah, not at <laughs> but all. He, but, dad is a doctor. Is Dr. Weed. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> but he was, he was talking about his fishing. His dad's Dr. Weed. His dad's a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Weed is amazing. Yeah, man. You should have a website, too. W -E -E -D. Pot is for losers. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? That's pretty good. Damn. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, but... no, I interrupted you. Dr. Weed. What kind of area of medicine? Uh, I, I don't know. Family practice, general okay. practice. Okay. I don't know That's exactly. Cool. Takes care of everything. All right. I does like everything that. yeah well i mean He's i'm like gonna the... need a doctor when i move here so i'm like might have to look up dr weed doctor weed's <laughs> retired at this point but yeah, yeah yeah he was a man for a minute um mm. but anyway we were talking about fishing last night and he you know i think he i don't know if he did it but he was like leaving the show last night and was gonna get up early and go hunting yeah and he was just like the thought of living in a place where i could you know build my career play music do all the things that I need to do to survive and that I love to do, but also be like, I'm going to go fishing tomorrow morning, an hour from here or what? That is like, that's the dream. Mm. And you can't really, I mean, you can do that in LA, but it's not, it's like a limited, 
you know, it's it's not a lot of uh, the best nature choices. Like it's also to- in the center of the country. Like when touring starts again, right. you can go everywhere. Yeah, yeah. From uh, here, yeah. It's you know? That's the thing that I love about it. We just hop on the bus and mm. go east or west. Yeah, go north. Figure out, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of places to go just in Texas. It's a pretty dope spot. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio, right down the street. I'm, on, I'm already Houston, looking. Dallas. I'm already looking at the whole rental market. Okay, I've been, I've been taking a peek. New Orleans is close too. <laughs> New I Orleans love is that. very close. Yeah. Oh my god. Very close. I'm a salesperson for <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to convince everybody to move here because I, look, LA's dead. Whatever it was, it's not the same thing anymore. I mean, it's still alive, right? But it's not LA. It's different. It's, I, gonna, I love it. I've been worse. there 17 years. I, I think it's a beautiful place, but. Uh, you know, upon further review, just in terms of like, like I might have to move soon and my rent is so cheap. Like I have one of those diamond in the rough, really mm-hmm. great artist spots. But if I have to move, I'm either going to have to downsize, which will break my heart or pay double. And I don't want to do that. Like it makes like I don't I'd rather own a house like I'd rather move back to Cleveland, you know, like I, I would. But then Austin just popped up, and I was looking. I was like, "Oh my god, it's actually pretty affordable here for somebody like me." You guys have a hub here, a music yeah. hub. This mm-hmm. is like a real music spot. Like, there's a lot of musicians yeah. here. You know, there's people no... are nice too. Yeah, I was, I've been getting that. I'm like, oh, there's lots of nice people. They're nicer. Yeah, yeah, like legitimately nicer. Yeah. There's less of them. Today, when I bought a coffee, and I told them my, they're like name, and I always say Santo because if I say Suzanne, they say Susan, and I hate it. And then. Uh, I was like Santo, and then and then he said oat milk latte for Santa, and I was like ho ho ho, and I bet everybody was laughing, and I was like, well, see you later. And I was like, well, that was fun. Love you too, Austin. Santa, that was great. There's when there's less people, I think people value people more. You know, I think mm. LA is just it's too many people. The people are just a they're a nuisance. They're in the way. You know. Also, yeah. people are, you know, they move there for a specific reason, and it's it's usually because they're broken. Mm. And, and then and then there's like, well, it's like it's that, or you have your craft, mm-hmm. and you know, there's some folks that are like really honing in on the craft, and there's some folks that are, you know, exploiting it for broken purposes. But it's like, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm I've never been into that. Not yeah, my, it's a, a it's a all about me town. In a lot of yeah. ways, yeah. It's it's also it's like, do you need to be there? Like, what's so great about being there? Like, for comedians, it was always our hub. Mm-hmm. But then when they killed that, it doesn't seem like that's coming back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. There's a great music scene there. I mean, I, but a lot of people moved. Like, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people moved um, to a place where they can work. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the like, same thing with comics. They're yeah. leaving LA in droves just because yeah. they can't work there. Like, a lot of guys have gone back on the road. Like, there was a lot of guys that were terrified of COVID for, like, the first six months. And then, like, jeez, I got to make a fucking living. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. And then they started going on the road. And then they, they realized, like, oh, I could go to Nashville and, and perform. I could go mm-hmm. to Houston and perform. And they just started touring. Yeah. Just like, fuck it. I'm going to mm-hmm. go all the places that will have me. Yep. That makes sense. Well, it's it's weird. There's a whole restructuring of a lot of things. And I think, you know, Hollywood is one of them. And, yeah. and the entertainment industry, obviously. Um, and I, I have a, a lot of gratitude for LA. It's, a, it, it's where I cut my teeth and I, and I really like, it's, it was hard, you know, and it still is, but like, I feel like I, I, you know, took its temperature. It's good. I'm, I'm good. And now I think it's time to 
try other things. You did know? I send you that video the other day of the guy fishing in the L.A. River? You did. did. I send you that? Yeah. <laughs> it, Dude, I thought it was I just a joke. watched that. Did you watch I that? It was a joke, Crazy. The guy's fishing and eating fish out of the <gasps> L.A. River. Yeah, he's like fried up on a fucking yeah. refrigerator. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was. That's the same it was video. I mean, but it was also like what? I can't think about the L.A. River without thinking about you guys. No. About thinking about that song. Oh yeah. I love that song. I love that song too. Ben wrote that one. He wrote that when we were in the studio recording our second record billy jack and he like was sitting at the piano and i remember hearing him like start the chords and then he went home and wrote it and came back and it was like well we gotta put that on the record wow it's a beautiful song that is the la river song mm-hmm. you know because it's yeah it's everything about how fucked up the la river is yeah. but you know that used to be like a, pl- a prime steelhead river no like shit used to fill, it used to be filled with steelhead and trout yeah there's and then they birds, decided to cement too. it in because yeah. oh, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers went in there and, and cemented it in. That was in the video, when the, the video with the guy fishing. They kind right. of explained it. Right. Like they cement, they fucked it up because everybody's houses would get flooded. You know, because oh, you know how L.A., yeah. when it rains, like no, there's no irrigation. No right. one knows what to fucking do. Right. Like when it rains, it just floods everything because yeah, yeah. n- nothing is set up for rain. And so when it did that, it was flooding all these houses. So they go, oh, I know what to do. Just fucking oh, encase it all in cement. Devastating. Wow, I didn't but know that was a story. But it's a man-made river, yeah. isn't it? No, didn't, it's a real river. Yeah. Didn't Mulholland, <sighs> though, or he yeah. dammed it, right? There was some damming, yeah. A lot of weird shit went on with the whole uh, water like the, going out to the ocean. But it was always a real river. You know, I'm thinking of the Silver Lake Reservoir. That is uh, obviously that's, yeah, man-made. That's, that's but it. it's really cool to look at photos of what it was. Like Los Los Feliz was all farm country, yeah. And and there's photos when you walk around the Silver Lake Reservoir of like it as same. There's like horses and carriages, and it's like it looks so much shorter because there aren't houses on the hills or in these yeah. tall trees. It's just like it's amazing. I love that shit. We used to go to uh, Jerry's Famous Deli in Woodland Hills, mm. and it would have all these farms, out, these photos of farms from like the early 1900s yeah. all in that area. Cool. It was all just farms. And then, you know, I would sit there with my kids, and we'd look at these pictures of like like what it used to look like. like, wow, that's crazy. This is right here? This is what it used to look like? And I, and I remember saying, this is going to happen to this place. Mm. Like what you see mm. right now, yeah. take a picture of this because come back in a hundred years, it's not going to look anything like this because no. yeah. nothing stays the same. Things no. just get, they grow and yeah. they get crazy and then they expand and they fill with, and I remember my, my daughter's probably six at the time. She's looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm six. <laughs> hear this crazy shit. <laughs> I was trying to achieve some stability in my little six-year-old life. Dad, talk to me about unicorns. Talk yeah. to me about that shit in ten years. So don't talk to me about the world changing <laughs> constantly. And there's, yeah, right. But one oh thing God. we're learning now from this pandemic is that that is true. Yeah. That you could think that everything's going to be what it used to be. This is gonna, mm. it's gonna stay the same. Things are not staying the same. Mm. New York is fucked. L.A. is fucked. Mm. You know. It's it's interesting. I I think it's like. The good part of that, the silver lining is like, people got to work. You got like, not like work a job, but like you, you got to figure it out. You know, like we are such a, like, I want to use my words carefully. Like we're, people are so precious, you know, and that's not to say there isn't real struggle because there really is. But for the most part, like the things that a lot of folks yammer on about, it's like, we don't have it that bad. It's really not that bad. It can be. 
for certain areas of the country, certain demographics, and those things do need attention. Um, and there, there's, there is real effort that that will involve. But like a lot of the bullshit of just like our, you know, social media stuff, it's like. It accentuates <sighs> mental illness. Exhausting. People that have what you would consider a mild mental illness where mm -hmm. they're obsessive and they're constantly like, checking sure. their phone and they're reading their tweets and then arguing with people. It's a mental illness. Mm. It's no different than people who jerk off all day or people sure. who can't stop gambling. It's mm -hmm. a similar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and people that get tigers. Yeah. And it, <laughs> they start collecting it tigers. It accentuates <laughs> it with these people. This, this COVID thing has ramped their mental illness up in a big way because now they, there's no job to go to mm -hmm. so right. now they're just sitting at home just d d just dealing with whatever weirdo obsessions they have and then totally. a lot of their their mental interaction with other human beings is coming from an impersonal digital right. text-based mm -hmm. way where you don't have any connection to the, the person right. on the other end and people are nasty to each other mm -hmm. because of it because they don't feel it they don't there's no person in front of you it's like this numb exchange i had a thought uh not that long ago that really made me check myself and i was like oh i haven't so-and-so hasn't you know been on social media in a while they're probably not doing well and then i was like oh my god maybe they're doing great exactly i was like they're probably <laughs> amazing yeah and how what a weird way to try to measure someone's you know uh state mental state or whatever and i and i like like you know i need social media for my career but i hate it and i my my like version of success is when like someone does all that stuff for me and then i can i can go read more books and but i, I delete it all the time so i'm just not not looking at it i'd rather you know spend that time in the bathroom reading <laughs> than yeah. through my phone you know but it's true i i really thought about that i was like i cannot believe you just had that thought suzanne fucking that's the world we live get in today back yeah, to reality wild. but i i'm I think it's interesting how we measure how people care about things if they don't post something or they, mm -hmm. you know, that stuff's like, that is real. It is real. You know, p people need real experiences. You, you, you can only go so long without real experiences. And this sitting at home shit for people, for a lot of people, it's it's terrible for mm. them. Just terrible for their, their emotions, terrible for their, they don't have the ability to communicate with people anymore. That, that it crumbles, it falls apart, it, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it atrophies. Yeah. That's why like last night was so fun. Like mm. to go to a place where everybody can just experience like a fun thing together. Like yeah. you can see at the end of the show when we got up, like all oh, these people were smiling. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was smiling. That's the thing, man. You the, hit them with the good shit. You miss you miss that, man. Yeah. Just like yeah. feeling something together and going, Oh Yeah. yeah that's, that's fucking people need each other. I got like Absolutely. I know I sat in on one song. But it like knocked me out. Like I had to go sit down for a couple songs upstairs because I was like, whoa. Like I was just one, not used to performing. And two, I mean, probably I got up early in LA on a plane, but I was like, right. it was more the intensity of how I just, I just like, you know, I just took all the energy. I was like, I'm going to, yeah, no holds barred. But when I had you performed live before that in front of a crowd? The Jam in the Van show in October. Whoa. I did. Uh, they did an outdoor show with a socially distanced crowd of 20 people. But they I told you this, but their sponsors, um, oh. they have all these like weed and booze sponsors. So every like 
there are like 20 people and it's two tickets at a time. So they're like grouped off by twos. And each section, everyone got a cooler, two bottles of wine and a bottle of vodka. And people were fucking annihilated. (laughs) And at the end of the night, when I settled with the house manager, he was like, well, it was a good night. Nobody puked. That's hilarious. (laughs) And then I was like, well, was it a good night then, sir? Maybe I didn't rock hard yeah. enough, and then I had a complex about it. When was it. the last time you had performed inside? Um, March. Oh, and I was in New York, yeah. March 10th. Yeah. It was one of those shows where I was supposed to, it was like a showcase for me, and there were like a bunch of like labels and publishing companies that were coming in, going to hear the new music, and yep. one of them showed up. And I like flew my whole band out, and it was the next day or so that... Um, it was get. We were together like a week before that, weren't we? Mm-hmm. When we did the podcast last mm-hmm. time, and we were like, "Ha ha ha! Wouldn't that be weird?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, I was, I was also in New York for nine eleven, and it felt similarly. There was this like ominous, "I want to get the fuck out of here" feeling, and I, I had my dad's minivan because I borrowed it for the tour I was on. Because I didn't want to rent a car and I wasn't getting paid that much money. It was It's a great van. It's a Chrysler. Hell of a van. Um, but I went back to my parents' house in South Carolina from New York. And uh, I, could, I could not wait to get out of New York. It was such a weird feeling. Mm. But yeah, nobody... Uh, it was like some of the people at the show were like... You, you could just see it coming. It was like half as many people showed up that bought tickets and then... Some of them were like, I'm scared, but I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. kind of. I remember was... shaking a dude's hand on an airplane. I went to uh, uh, Vegas for the UFC. And there was a dude in front of me. We started talking. And then afterwards, uh, he go, I go, hey, man, real nice to meet you. And I go to shake his hand. And he's like, mm. not sure. Should we shake hands? Yeah, yeah. He was like the first dude I saw with a mask on, too. He was the only guy on the whole plane with a yep. mask on. Yeah. And then we decided to go with the fist pump. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't give any cooties, no. I guess. You no, can't get a cootie from a not. fist bump. They don't even think you're getting it from a handshake elbows. anymore. I, yeah, a lot of dudes are doing elbows. I, uh, I, took I don't know a, what to do. I want to hug them and make out with them when they do that. Did you like, tell me you smelled good? You're like, you smell good, so <laughs> might as well smooch it down. I don't think you're getting it from hands. I don't think they think you get it from I hands. I hope not, because I had this moment today where I took an immune shot, and it had like mm. beet juice in it. It was all over my thumbs, and I, I licked my thumbs, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> standing there i was like excuse me sir do you have a napkin (laughs) unless someone sneezes in their hand and then gives it to you but i think most of what you're getting is just from the air well i had a choice to go down the rabbit hole of of terror because i was like well it's a juice shop anyone who doesn't feel good is going to go to the juice shop and get an immunity (sighs) and then i was like you know what fucking deal with it i already made the choice i already licked my thumbs (laughs) i think i think you're gonna be okay i think so too yeah Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to be lining up to take the vaccine? That's scary. Everybody I'm feels not. that. Well, you don't have to. You have the immunity. Yeah. Mm-mm. You have some. It's, I'd like to see it like go around a couple times. Yeah. You know, uh, Spiker, uh, I don't know if I think I'm allowed to say this. His dad uh, got the vaccine back in September and it's he's been like feeling great. And I guess his dad's one of those people How that loves in like, September? likes to be on the like test panel for new pharmaceuticals. Oh, 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 he signed up for Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. He's Probably. like one of these is gonna turn me into Spider Man. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean wow. I I have no doubt that we could start seeing su- superpowers at some point. Maybe not. Oh, they're definitely gonna be doing <laughs> something. In other countries they're probably already on it. What about you in the vaccine? Um, I'll probably take it. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, I'm if I can be assured by people who are doctors, mm-hmm. 
if I if I can right. get an assurance, like tell me what's the possible negative side effects. Will you share that information that? with yeah, your yeah. other friends? Cool. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who was already taking it. He's taking the Russian one. Really? He's a doctor. He took okay. the Russian one recently. And okay. I said, well, what was the side effects? He goes, none. I had no side effects at all. Wow. Yeah. But the, the I think the Pfizer one or the Moderna one, 80% of the people when they took the second dose got really sick. Oh, no. Yeah, the second dose. So you take one, they take another one. Like, mm-hmm. Was it three weeks later, Jamie? Do you know? And then uh, they got sick. Oh, so it's a series. It's not just one and done. You got to get it banged right. up twice. Ugh. It's a commitment. Yeah. Oh, hey. And then four people in the UK got Bell's palsy from it. Oh, that's right. You did really? say that. Yeah. But they mm. don't know if it's from it. They just know four of the people in the trial got Bell's palsy. Uh, you see, you'd have to be like, well, it was probably the vaccine. Maybe. But when you're dealing with 20,000 people, four of them might have got Bell's palsy anyway. Sure. I don't know what the number of people mm-hmm. that get Bell's palsy is. It could have been totally unrelated. They don't really know. How soon is this supposed to be happening? Over it's there? rolling out. They're they're delivering them now, right as we speak. I thought they only had like three million, and then the the next batch is like three months away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're delivering some of them now. You know, I guess first responders and you know doctors and things along those lines. They're going to get it first. Sure. Yeah. Nurses. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. We went down a dark road. (laughs) Everything was so good. We started off with acid and aliens. We can go back to acid. Yeah. Maybe that would cure it. That'd be something. Didn't you say the weed? Who said the smoking weed is supposed to be good for it? Did you say that? I mean, when I was sick, I was smoking through it. Oh, there you go. I heard, yeah, tequila, I heard tequila and smoking is, is the cure. That's the Gary Clark Jr. version. <laughs> hey, mezcal and splits. Love your life. <laughs> Even when you were, how, how sick did you get? How bad did you get Man, banged up? I, I was, um, I got it real bad. I got it worse than anybody. Maybe it's because of my lifestyle, but um, the whole family had it. I, I was physically down for a few days. But the thing that was really weird to me is, is, I just couldn't handle any noise, like people talking to me, mm. and light was really, really super bright. Oh wow, like a concussion so almost. Kind of, like I'm sitting in the house, like eating breakfast with sunglasses on. Really? Yeah, it was really. It was, I've heard it that. Was really so you like migraine, me, kind of like. Yeah, it was just I never had headaches like that before. And then I was walking, I was trying to do stuff, and still had sessions to do. So I was walking back and forth from the studio to the wow. house, and there was a couple of times where this sharp pain would just hit me, and I would just fall out. Whoa! And I was just like, "What is that?" You know, and I'm a healthy dude, and I'm nothing really. So I'm just walking, all of a sudden, just like, this jolt, and I'm just laid out on the floor. Wow. Like, damn. The people that got, that I know that got it bad said it, it, it feels like an alien virus. They mm-hmm. said it just feels like the weird, like it comes and it goes. You think it's gone, then it comes back stronger. Yeah. And then, yeah. There's like this tinny like, smell. There's like this weird thing. It was, it was like a flu on something. It was, mm. it was weird. You know, I made it through, but it was definitely wasn't fun. It was uncomfortable for Jamie bre- breezed through that shit. How did yeah. the kids? THC do? and marijuana could help avert fatal COVID nineteen complications. Smoke them if you got them. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's wild. Um, but yeah. Were the kids this like? Because I heard it like the kids. It's sometimes more digestive than like respiratory or- yeah my kids were fine i mean my son was like making fun of me and i was in bed and he was like you got the virus <laughs> you know <laughs> just like all laid up 
you know? That's hilarious. Yeah, that's, you, that's hilarious. So they they weren't really affected by. It. Do you take vitamins at all? Yeah, I took a bunch of vitamins. I take vitamins. My wife is always handing me vitamins. Mm. <laughs> you just know. let her dole them out. Hey, if she wants me to be here and wants to hang out with me, like give me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I like that attitude. I love that. So, oh you, were you guys gonna record something together? He, while you I'm guys? here? No, were you? Like, yeah. I mean, are you doing well, something? Oh, we were talking about. Is it two oh nine? It's two oh five. Oh five. You have to go soon. Yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about doing a live version of Fall for That, but we didn't. I don't. We didn't have time. Yeah. But I guess I'm just gonna have, to, gonna move have to move here. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have to move here. I got, I got some time. You want to play? Should we play? I'm it? right yeah. down the street, actually. So. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Bust out some. I don't know. He was making fun of you for the virus. Maybe he's gonna have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna pick your kid up. That's right. Here's why I'm late today, son. Yeah, right. I was thinking about you talking shit back in June. How old is he? He's about to be six. There's something Aww. funny about five and six year old kids talking shit. Oh yeah. man, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's blowing my mind with it. I'll what the fuck did you say to me? That's hilarious. Well, we talk a lot of shit in my house, so my kids, no kidding. my kids are really good at talking shit. Really? <sighs> they That's they amazing. fucking they cut me down. I bet all the time. My That's my hilarious. daughter, I was driving the other day trying to pay attention to directions. My daughter's hitting me with math problems. She's like, "Come on, dummy, tell me what this is." I'm like, "Whoa!" She did. Hey, Twelve year old. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, she's like, how much older am I than my sister? Ready, go, quick, quick. How many months? Quick. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm driving. She's like, come on, dummy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> keep you sharp, man. But it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah, man. I love having those little ones. Yeah. Talking shit to you. I just I like it when they get me. Like when they get me one, I'm like, oh, you got me. God yeah. damn. It's good to be friends with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a real thing. It's hard. It's uh, you know, I, I'm not a 12 year old girl. It's like she wants to talk to 12 year old girls. Yeah, it's gonna get weird the next couple of years. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird right now, but yeah. it's it's cool. But it's weird. It's like you need time where you just do stuff together, mm-hmm. where you separate from everybody else. Like you, like kids need one on one time. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't just need whole family time. Like yeah. everybody needs whole family time. Both. But they also need like, uh, so what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And like, what's going on with this? And you got to like listen to them and mm-hmm. let, them, let them feel like real comfortable talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's, but you also have to be the one that says, no, it's 930. You can't watch TV. You got to yeah. go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. well, you're going to go to bed. You're going to be awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Why do you get Because I'm grown. Yeah. Get your ass in the bed. Go lay down. Because I bought that fucking TV. Yeah, right. It's yeah. my TV. Yeah. Like, shut That's up. Amazing. That's real. Yeah, I do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I was, my parents, they, they disciplined, you know what I mean? Like, we listened, and then, like, you know. But I also, like, definitely got, uh, definitely got, like, I don't want to say beat, but, you know, my mom broke a wooden spoon on my ass chasing me up the stairs once. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was, like, real. But, like, I definitely, like, really respected their authority, like, when they... When, you know, I got in trouble once because I signed my own detention and mm. then the principal called and when I came home, they were both sitting like, sit down. And I was like, oh, I remember like your blood runs cold and you're just like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. This yeah, is funny. My parents were pretty strict, man. I remember this is one of the funniest things is, you know, my mom was like, I've had enough of my little sister. She's like, I've had enough of you. I'm going to go drop you off in the park and I'm just going to leave you there. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. No yeah. bullshit. Yeah. My mom she had did. enough. Pulled up. My nine-year-old sister dropped her off at Garrison Park down here in South Austin. 
called my dad from a payphone was like, I've had enough with this kid. <laughs> she was Whoa. done, done, done. Like, done. How long did she leave her but, there for? I don't know. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Still. Five that, minutes. That's a long that's five amazing. minutes for a little kid. Oh, she never forgot that. Oh, though. yeah, but she... she Came back and behaved herself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, you don't get to talk to me like that. You don't get yeah. to do it. You don't get to throw shit around the house. You yeah. don't get to, like, Damn. you don't get to listen to what I say. It's mm-hmm. a privilege to be here. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm wow. saying? So that was a little too far. Me and my sister were going, my parents like weren't that. strict at all. No. Yeah. No, my parents were hippies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My Damn. mom and my stepdad are hippies. Wow. Yeah. They weren't even a little strict. So you just did whatever you wanted? Yeah. We were allowed to swear in the house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I smoked weed for the first time when I was eight. Holy eight. shit! Yeah, that my, is very my young. My stepdad was smoking weed. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> He's like, it. try it out. Let me try it. And wow. You're like, I love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start smoking weed, right? But I did it. I went when yeah. I was eight. Yeah, damn. Yeah, we lived in San Francisco. It was weird. You know, Crazy. it's like the world was like when I was a little kid. I was a latchkey kid, right? So I, I would just go out. I did a magic show on Fisherman's Wharf <laughs> when I was eight years old. Wow. Nobody was by yourself, me, just by myself, wandering around. I can't imagine my ten-year-old wandering no. around by herself. Like, but I was doing that. Yeah, I just would go outside, and no one knew where the fuck I was. I would just go, uh. go someplace. It's weird. It's like there's different energies in kids, and then clearly, you know, you're here. You are, you know, as as this. I don't know what you are, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you think it made you more aware as a youngster, like being yeah. out on your own? And, and... I experienced danger you know early on you know we got robbed some Mm -hmm. some kids stole my ball with a with a screwdriver he threatened me with a screwdriver and stole and then you know i got almost molested a couple of times Mm. Uh, i got rescued by a uh, librarian because this guy was trying to molest me and the librarian started screaming my name and the guy ran away and i started crying i was looking at um monster books and this guy came up to me that's ironic yeah I, i like monster books no, I mean that. I know it is. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah. um, and he uh, goes, "You like monster books? I have some monster books in my car." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like, you know, I was eight. I didn't know any better. And so I started following this guy. And the librarian, luckily, I would I would go to the library all the time after school because my parents worked. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how it yeah. was back then. They yeah. both worked. So I would get off at school at like two or three or whatever the fuck it was. I would just go someplace. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to the library all the time, and uh, this guy had just gotten out of jail for molesting kids. Oh, and this, Jesus. This, luckily, this librarian knew that this guy was a child molester. Crazy. I mean, who knows what would have happened if I got in his car? He probably killed me. Who the fuck Jeez. knows? You know, just so keep, keep my mouth shut. People could do things back then and get away with stuff, too. Mm-hmm. There's no phones. There was no, you know, the world was a wild place. It was yeah. different. And then you got to think how my parents grew up and think about how their parents grew up. I mean, we're just like a couple generations removed from savages. Mm. You know, my yeah. grandparents came over on a boat. Yeah. They didn't know what they didn't watch a YouTube video. They yeah. just heard that this is the place to be. Yeah. They just get out. They came over from Italy. Yeah. Like, I heard this is the place to be. Like, yeah. no Zillow, huh? <laughs> nothing, nothing, man. I mean, they they had uh, neighborhoods that you know corresponded with wherever you were from, like Irish neighborhoods, right, and right, Italian right. neighborhoods, and and people just took chances. Were we just talking about this? I was just talking about this with somebody. Not me. I don't think so. It's so weird. Feel deja vu. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's interesting because we're gonna look back on our kids, and we're probably getting. I think the thing that we're gonna really go what the fuck were we thinking 
is social media. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. I think I think that's the thing. I think that we're going to think about that with ourselves and with our kids. Yeah, I think we're going to like the, it's like it's the it's the new smoking. Yeah. You know, it's the new like cocaine and Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's like it is. Well, it's like, you know, I know you had that the one dude from Tristan uh, Harris. Yes. In the social dilemma. And, you know, and I watched the social. Did you see the social dilemma? I started watching a little bit. Oh my god, it's it's playing out really exactly worth, like that really documentary worth watching. laid out. But like all the all the like CEOs, the people that like you know created the algorithms and things on Twitter and Instagram, and all, they don't let their kids use it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's if that doesn't tell you like this is like a monumentally dangerous thing, I don't know what does. Like, it's just it hijacks our brains. Mm-hmm. It just it feeds into all the reward systems that the human mind is wired for. But it does it in a way that's like very unproductive and 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 damaging to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And also like the polarization of this country. This country's never been more divided in my lifetime. Yeah. In terms of like red and blue, and mm-hmm. I just it just it's not even really that there's like two clear different ways of thinking. There definitely is, but it's also that it's just a team. And you could decide you're on this team yeah. or decide you're on that team. And it's not necessarily that you've thought it through. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, particularly, I hate to say this, particularly people that are uh, right wing, that they haven't thought this shit through at all. They just think, Free, fucking freedom, Trump's freedom. Like, they have this, like, mindset where they, mm-hmm. and then I know a lot of people on the left that are like that, too. Same, like, yeah. we just got to get Biden in office. Like, oh, yeah, that warmonger guy mm-hmm. who passed the 1994 crime bill, right. he's going to fix it. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, that guy that's filling up his cabinet with swamp creatures? Like, what are you talking about? Dude, this ain't going to be any better. This is the normal shit. This I is what this you always get. I think this goes back to people not doing the work like the real work, like on themselves. It's like this shit is a form of escapism. Like you throw yourself into this rhetoric and you get real mad and you yeah. keep throwing yourself into over and over and over. But like you're not find, finding peace. No. You're not changing the world with your fucking tweet. You're actually doing bad shit. You but know? I think what you said is really important. The, the way you do change the world is by changing yourself. 100%. And encouraging other people to change themselves. And the more people do it, mm-hmm. the more it becomes almost contagious. It becomes like a way of life. And then mm-hmm. people realize, like, you can just be a nice person. You can be compassionate. You yeah. can be understanding. You can be friendly. Yeah. It's, it's totally possible. And when you're like that and you cultivate a group of like-minded friends, then you live in a great community. You have a great group of of loved ones people mm-hmm. that you you care about your life is infinitely better that way right but if you're just one of those people that just looks for arguments all the time on on social media and you're just mm-hmm. looking to be pissed off and you're constantly you know like you feel like you're in some battle mm-hmm. you're calling yourself the resistance or you're calling yourself a patriot or whatever right. fucking side you're on right it's like oh my god just a human here trying yeah. to be cool just you a human I mean? trying to be cool trying to yeah. be cool and I, I, you know, I have to admit, though, I've fallen into it, too. And it's like a constant understanding with myself of like, you know, my uh, like viral belief systems and how they affect people and and like people I really respect saying things. And then I'm going home like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then I'm like, but I didn't really do the work. I was I'm just, you know, regurgitating something. And I really want to figure out where like my truth is in this and and speak appropriately and accordingly because the thing is whether you're joe rogan or you have a platform or you're in your living room your word holds weight so what you say 
is is important. Yeah, if you're talking to a person, it matters. That ripple effect is real. Even if you're talking to one person, what you say to that one person can affect the way they talk to another person. And then it'll make them feel good and they'll be nicer to someone else. And literally it has this, this ripple effect that just goes on infinitely to all the people that get in contact with all the people that you meet. And mm. you think it doesn't. Like everybody thinks that they're helpless. But together we're not. And it That's another viral belief, yeah. belief system too. It's like you yeah. ha have so much more within your control than you know. And if you subscribe to that, you're in trouble, man. It's, you have a lot of impact. Yeah. We all do. Everyone mm -hmm. does. You have a lot of impact because the way you impact other people impacts the way they impact other people. Mm -hmm. We're not individuals, really. We are, but we're really a part of this gigantic superorganism known as the human race. Sure. You know, yeah, and you could find diseased parts of that superorganism. Mm. You know, you can find places where there's just no hope and there's a lot of crime and there's a lot of drug addiction. Mm -hmm. Like that's the saddest shit. Like when you go to a place like um you know, my sister lives in Florida and there's spots around her that is just filled with pill heads. Yeah. Just pill heads. These people that just got caught on oxys. And they're mm. just stuck. And it's young kids and older people. And it's just, yeah. it's, if you're there, if yeah. you're stuck in that spot, and like you're trying to have a conversation with your neighbor and he's a fucking pill head mm. and he's lost, you're like, oh my God. Like you, you will feel like a person without a country. Florida is such an mm. interesting energy too. My, uh, I have Florida plates on my rental and I'm like, oh God, I hope everybody doesn't think like. Not to poo-poo Florida. Florida is great. People are moving to Florida? Yeah. A lot of people are moving from California to Florida. Why? A lot of Silicon yeah. Valley people are moving to Florida. What's going on? Taxes. Uh, okay. And the, just the rules. Like you could do things They're in like, Florida. They're like, I'm going to trade out these wildfires for hurricanes. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real hurricanes. Yeah, no, and they're getting worse and worse. Those Florida what? hurricanes are no fucking joke. Florida is nice though. There's a lot of nice spots. Yeah, I like their beaches. This it's but Florida has the echoes of people escaping like a, a shattered life on the East Coast. Like the people that fucked up their life in New York and mm -hmm. New Jersey, they all went to Florida. Yeah. So you, you run into these people that are just like. Well, there's also like old snowbirds like from the Midwest and mm -hmm. stuff and. My, we used to get shipped off to Florida for weeks at a time when I was a kid because my grandparents lived down there. And, you know, my grandfather is a World War II vet. He's POW for two years. He had, like, crazy story. Whoa. And he had his old war buddies down there. And, uh, yeah, it two was... Two years as a POW? Yeah, man. He got, Holy he was a waste shit. gunner. He, you, you want to know something kind of cool? Gary, I just want to check on you because I know you have to pick up your kids. Are you, how you doing? I'm when good. are you going to leave? How much time you got? I got, I got 20 Okay. Why don't you guys play something? Yeah, and play I'll tell you about my grandfather. But it's the it's well, tell, you can tell me about your grandfather when Gary goes to get his kids. Yeah, I just don't want to like, you know, I care about your schedule. <laughs> Last time you guys were here, we didn't play anything, right? You, no, you we played Bad Beats, but we didn't play the song that we released together. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> we yeah, should right. play that one. You want to? Yeah, I do. Right. It'd be fun. Let's do it. Okay. okay. So, are you want to wing it, or do you want to do the bridge a little bit, and then we can do it. Yeah. So from the okay, mm. and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no and rehearsal. We're back. All right. Do you want to rehearse? No, we were about to. But I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> you can rehearse if you want. No, I don't know. What do you What do you think? So it, it, I think know, I think I got it. We go into your shred fest, and then we have the you know kind of breakdown. Then, and then yeah. I'll just say this: I didn't mess it up last night. <laughs> Ooh. I. I did. 
saying? I was saying uh, from from my guys who decided to back you up, it wasn't me. You, oh, I'm not. First of all, you're amazing. Nah, that was fun. <laughs> and it all went. It went how it was supposed to go. It went how it went, and that's all it does. Yeah, it always goes how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to do this? Yeah. On the wind tonight Man, I was laying low By the fireside But I see them creeping on a sneak attack Trying to smoke me out Trying to make me mad And I won't fall for that
String. You know, I feel like I should have gone for the. I should I like pumped it up on the acoustic, but you crushed it. You know, I'm here to support. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. That was so good. I do what I can. Always fun rocking with you. Oh my god! <clears throat> likewise, you make me want to practice more. <laughs> That's all I've been doing in this pandemic. I went back to. I've been getting away with playing blues stuff my whole life, mm. straight up. So I went back to like the 13 year old me. Like a, there was this fork in the road, and I went blues or shred. Yeah. And I'm trying to bring them together. Bring them together. Cool. You know? So That's you're why practicing that, a lot. I've been just practicing That's a lot, awesome. just theory and making it all really make sense because I haven't really, I've been getting away with it, honestly. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> That's away with how, how funny is he? The, one of the greatest guitarists alive. Yeah. Oh, I've just been getting away with it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, it's funny, I, I do it's what really I, I do what I do, but you know, there's a. You can always learn more. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think being being on the road and practicing for the performance and doing those same mm -hmm. things and it's time to sit back and have my own thoughts and like, what do I want to do next and just be free to yeah, receive yeah. things and you know put them out my own you know my own way. So it's it's been good. I'm glad I didn't mess that up for you. No, you crushed it. I'm glad I didn't mess it up for you. <laughs> I love hearing all these stories about people that have used this time and and used it to their benefit. Yeah. I'm gonna bring you a guitar. I forgot this time. Ooh. Are you joining? The, are we starting yeah. a band? No. <laughs> How dope would that be? Be a dope band. Oh my god. Problem is, one of us doesn't have any fucking talent, <laughs> and it's not you guys. Hey now. <laughs> oh man. That's a thing that is a, a dark hole of attention. Like, if you want to learn how to play a musical instrument, like, there's no end. Like if if uh, I wanted to start at fifty three, started to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. Oh my God, how much time would that eat up? I did that with the violin this this time, and I, actually, this is funny. So Phoebe Hunt, who do you know Phoebe Hunt? Absolutely, I That's love so Phoebe. That's so funny. I went to high school she, with her. She asked me if she goes. I don't know if Gary would would remember me. So she's an incredible violinist from Nashville. Well, she's from here, but she yeah. lives in Nashville. And back in September, she was like Sue's. I'm doing this fiddle camp for the next two months. I think you should do it. It'd be a fun. Fiddle camp? Well, like like every Friday, uh, we zoom, and oh. every Sunday we get a new piece of music to learn. And it, first of all, I went up to another level that I, I've always wanted to be at, to be honest. And it, I've never played this much violin in my life. Like at, like one day I was like four hours just went by, and it, it hurts. Like you have to like your my neck, like everything. But I had to really get back into shape with it. But she is, she's incredible. But it was literally me and like a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. And it was like the three of us. And the girls were so good. Like they're like virtuosos. And uh, Phoebe told me that, so she's, she's just one of those like go-getters, like start a movement kind of person. And she organized a, a regional battle of the bands here. And she got like, she's got the radio station involved and everything, but you won. I did. You won, I believe. <laughs> what? Said, I, <laughs> I'm almost positive. I and I said she said Gary won the, some battle of the bands from high school. Mm. It's possible you forgot, no. <laughs> or it's possible she she's not right. I might have. <laughs> Texas, Texas weed is you underrated. I, I yo, won. I, in high school, I was I was I was kind of 
mushrooms. I was yeah. experimenting a lot, so I don't remember a lot of those things. <laughs> so you might we'll have do, won we'll do some while tripping. I might have. That's hilarious. <laughs> Could have happened. That is one of the funniest things. Somebody send me a picture. I, I won. <laughs> <laughs> funny but yeah uh, somebody uh, sent me a I, picture yeah uh, phoebe i've known for a long time and then yeah. um then shaky and, and stephanie, stephanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's crazy. I, we all went to school together that's so funny yeah, yeah i love her she's great man <sighs> i hate to do it guys yeah we get it you gotta go i gotta get these kids you yeah. gonna hang on that guitar may i get it back to you if i'm gonna maybe play one more tune for you absolutely later? you need anything else i'm just sad you're leaving are well, you gonna be at the show later i hope so yeah. Come on down. I hope so. I'll bring, hey, can I bring um, this to the show? Let me that, ask you this. How many more Absolutely. shows are you doing at Anton's? Cause um, I, I'm I'm going to be popping back in next month, I think. Why do you ask? Cool. Because, you know, I know you had done a series of them there, and mm -hmm. it seemed like, it just seemed like you were really in a flow. Like you had done a bunch, it's, it seemed like you had got real comfortable like you had done a bunch of shows there like how many had you done in that run that we just did four just four just four was this man. the last one last night last night you seem so nice. loose man I, I i think i i think i missed it yeah i think i really missed it and by yeah. the fourth night i was like man here we go <laughs> you yeah. know the band was was tight and tight. I was feeling comfortable about being in front of people again because mm -hmm. i forgot how to do it i was like oh, yeah shit. yeah what's up you know it's weird right but it's like riding a bike or whatever whatever yeah. other thing that you do that you know how to do as soon as you start doing it again mm -hmm. exactly yeah but it's it was so fun. much fun to watch man it's good really. to have you and good mm. to see you dude always, coming Joe. back for sure yeah. I'm, you tell me when you're doing it again i want to come back i'll awesome. bring some more people likewise well i'm gonna come see you guys when i can all right um, i'll see you thank when you, you move here yes yes yeah. for sure Bye -bye. suzanne it's time to make plans I know. I was literally like, I had this thought and I was like, do, do I take my house plants and my cats in the car? How does this work? Do I get a pod? Like, <laughs> if you go to the house plants and the cats in the car, it's going to take you like three days to drive. Right? Yeah. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure, Gary. Thank you, brother. Good seeing you. I'll see you later. I'll see you soon. Right. Take it easy. Um, I'm going to set this down for a minute. Um, I've never, like, when I moved to L.A. when I was 19, I didn't have anything. Is I that just, when you moved to L.A.? Yeah. Well, you moved to Nashville briefly while I knew you. Yeah. Briefly. Didn't like it. Really? No. Did not Weird. like it. <clears throat> Weird. Well, aside from just some of the vibes not being for me, I was also, like, always uncomfortable. My allergies were really bad there. Oh. Uh, it's you in, might it's have a, a problem with this place. It's though. a valley. Yeah, well, well I, you know what? I had to buy Claritin today because I was all sneezy. They say the cedar the cedar fever gets to people in january cool 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 yeah <laughs> but you can get it go to an hour just and get shot up i mean i'm gonna it just happens you know you'll get i'll get allergies anywhere it's it's a, whatever i'll take care of myself you get them in la as well yeah i do yeah. i do and you know fire season is a nightmare for my voice too it usually cuts out certain frequencies and i feel like shit and um not crazy we have a fire season in i know LA. isn't that it's fire sad season it's so sad i remember the first time i ever got evacuated i was like man i hope this doesn't happen a lot right but it was like 10 years after that to when i got ev evacuated again yeah well at this point you know people that have lost their houses twice yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's sort of like oof, yeah but you know you have a job and you're in this area you've been here a long time you've got friends 
it just becomes a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't want to abandon it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but now everybody. It's what's so fascinating about the pandemic is like there's no business as usual, and lots of people are making really huge changes i was my really good friend in uh santa monica his family owned a restaurant uh for 25 years that closed and you know it's sad but they are also kind of relieved because his parents are older and they're tired and uh we did a zoom face call or you know zoom the other week and my friend was like he and his wife were like you know we're thinking to move they want to move to las vegas which you know whatever but you know what they said was they're like we're just like ready for an adventure Mm. and they have two beautiful young boys and they were, they just had this like look of uh, excitement for a change. And I think that's that so important for all of us is to be like, keep that open mind if you can, you know, because like you could actually like the possibilities could be amazing. Yeah. You know, if you play your cards right and you sort of follow the breadcrumbs because, and that's why it's like so weird because when we talked the other week and you brought up Austin, I have never thought about moving here. And also I hate the heat. Like, I'm just like, but especially after last night, I was like, man, it's a great town. It is. It's got a dope vibe. It is. I've always loved it here. I just never thought about moving here until now. There's so. almost like an agreement to be cool here. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would make me feel pressured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, You're I don't cool know. All the time. <laughs> That's not true. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But I mean, I remember when Gary moved back. You know, like he was telling me, it's like LA just is not right for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you don't need to be there. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel that. And this was before I was thinking about moving to Austin. My my thoughts of moving to Austin happened pretty quickly. I felt like it did. You were talking. Yeah. You didn't talk about it in March. You talked about it in June when yeah. Honey Honey was on the podcast. And I was like, no way. I didn't think you were going to do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, a lot of people didn't think that. You moved pretty fast, though. Yeah. Yeah, good job. I like to do shit fast. <laughs> Me too. I like to yeah. take chances. Same. I think it's very important. Yeah. It, it stimulates a different part of your brain. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're driving down different roads, you live in a different house. Yeah. You got different neighbors like, hey man, you know, like, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. It's good for you. It's sort of like it's the ability to let go and then sort of have that trust of the what's ahead thing, you know? Like, um, because you know, you let go of Los Angeles, a place you've been for a long time and the comedy store and a community that's like really hard to sort of uh, corral right now. And now you're like literally reshaping Hollywood and bringing it to Texas. <laughs> well, the Hollywood comedy scene is definitely going to, there's going to be a lot of people coming here. i got well, a lot of friends that are making plans right now. They need it. Yeah, we need a spot. Yeah. And I'm in a position where I can help everybody have That's a spot. Awesome. And so yeah. I'm, I'm making a spot. Super cool. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited to like be able to just go to shows, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that. Well, once we get set up, I mean, I want to do something special here. I want to have it also um, not just a hub for comics, but a hub for wannabe comics, like people mm. that are thinking about starting. Cool. I want to I want to have like a very structured open mic night situation right. where because a lot of clubs don't do open mic nights because you don't make any money mm-hmm. right so they the, the open micers a lot of times they don't drink very much and right you don't get much of an audience right. for the most part but i think it's integral to the community it's mm-hmm. it's you got to give back to the community yeah. and they need stage time 
yeah. and at least one night, preferably two. Mm. They should have two nights of just amateurs. And the one of the beautiful things, beautiful, one of the beautiful <laughs> things, I don't know how it came out like that, <laughs> about the comedy store was they would have uh, open mic night. It would potluck would go to 10 p.m. and then after 10 p.m. it would be pop ins. So what's pop pop ins? Oh, like, oh, sorry. Um, potluck is their open mic night. Got so it. basically, I was like, is that a, like a food thing? Because that sounds should, delicious. That sound good. <laughs> I love a good potluck. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it's like there's a bunch of names in a hat, and they pull cool. the names out. So it's mm. super random, right? That's cool. And I you like have that. you know X amount of minutes on stage. Usually, it's I think at the store it's three. Uh, back in Boston, it was five. Damn. And so you'd get five minutes. Three minutes is not that long. No, but it's enough. Okay. You can tell if someone sucks. You know, like, but if they're not sucking, do they get to keep going or are they no, just done? No, no, it's very important. It's also you learn how to do your time. You wow. Learn, you, you learn, like, listen, this is there's a lot of other people here. Mm -hmm. You're just starting out. You know, you're, right. not, you're not Eddie Murphy. You can't just pop in and do a half hour. Right. You got to do your time. It's three minutes. Wow. And so the, they would do that until 10 p.m. There would be a, a host. Like, I hosted it once. Um, like a, a professional comic will host it and bring people up and say their names and, you know, have fun with whatever's happening in the crowd. And then at 10 p.m., then it becomes a regular show. And okay. at 10 p.m., real comics start coming by. Cool. And, they, and then a lot of times the audience shows up at like 9.30 and watches the last part of the open mic night. And then they, you know, then by the time the professionals are there at 10, it's kind of packing in. Cool. Yeah, so you get both things. You get yeah. to see amateurs, and then after the amateurs, you get to see, you know, like a couple hours of pros. Did you ever get into, like, groundlings, like improv stuff? No. No, no not I your never, thing. Never did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I could have, you know, but I got obsessed with stand-up, and um, mm -hmm. it just was so overwhelming there was so much to do mm -hmm. it was so hard to get good at stand-up it was so hard to work it was so hard to write jokes yeah. so hard to you know to come up with an idea and then structure it and figure out how to turn it into like a big chunk that i didn't desire to do other stuff like groundlings and, right but i know a lot of people that did they started out with that and that led to them doing stand-up they yeah. just liked doing it but they didn't they necessarily like doing it with all these other people they're like i need to do this shit by myself yeah. and then they figured out a way to do stand-up yeah yeah. I think that would be my jam if I were ever Crowlings. in that. Yeah, just the like the back and forth thing. And like, you know, back when I, I was an actor for a while. And like when I studied when I was a teenager in, in New York, that was my favorite thing to do in class was just like bounce back and forth. You know, and it was I don't know. It's, it, you kind of get in that flow mm -hmm. with people. And is that uh, like a duet, too? Do you like doing duets? Do you like doing? Yeah, I mean, I like collaborating across the board. I think that. Especially now that, um, you know, I'm secure with myself, you know, like yeah. that's a thing that like it, you'll torpedo the whole thing if you're not comfortable with who you are, like period. And, yeah. and, and I feel really, you know, at this point in my career and the people I work with in the studio, I was sitting and talking with John Spiker about this the other day. Every, every single person that's played on this record has been wonderful. We haven't had one fucking ego in the room. And I, and I was like, that is a huge accomplishment. How is is that because you knew all these people coming in? Um, it's a little of both. It's oh, my drummer Polly. He he's he's sort of like the like the nucleus in that because he knows everybody and he brought in this incredible guitar player Dylan Day. Oh my god! I've, it was like it, it's such a rewarding experience because I get to learn from people too. You know, it's like it's my record, but like I am like it's an honor to have like when Gary came in. Geez, it's like 
you know, you're watching how, how this. How nice is he? He's the best. He's so nice. I know. You know what's so great about him is like he has gotten through his success and maintained being a fucking wonderful person. Yeah, he hasn't moved. Mm -mm. Like like who he is hasn't wavered. Yeah. I think I all. told you that like for years I would always reintroduce myself to him and I'd be like, <laughs> hey Gary, it's Suzanne from Honey Honey. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> and I was, because I never expect people to remember me because like I yeah. just, I've, that's happened to me when you feel awkward and you're yeah. like, hi, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, sometimes you're just like, I don't, well, I don't want to put anybody in that position. It's, it's hard when you meet someone and you're a fan of theirs too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I met Gary, Gary and Honey Honey played at the Sunset Marquee. It was like an acoustic night and we were babies. I mean, we were like early twenties and he was singing, playing acoustic guitar. And I, I was like, oh my God, that guy's voice is amazing. And then later I was like, and he's a fucking shredder. Like what? Like no, you know, no idea. But I think there's something to be said too about how like Gary remembers, except for high school, battle the bands, Gary <laughs> remembers things like he's very specific and it's, I don't know. I think that's a very um, special quality. Yeah. You know? Well, he's just an unusual guy for like who he is. Mm -hmm. Like he's so unassuming. Yeah. You know, but then he owned it last night though. Oh. It was like, yeah. Phew. Yeah. He like was like, unleashed it was great i was so happy he closed with uh don't worry about a thing yeah because that's that's the first song i listened to on my playlist yeah it's yeah. it kicks off your workout fuck yeah that song <laughs> yeah like, that's my hit the bag workout tape cool because i've got like this series of like yeah. very energetic songs yeah yeah it really does it's very necessary for me as well i don't know how people like run without headphones David Goggins says it's cheating. I say it's. I used to say it's cheating. Whatever, too, David I God, cheating. Goggins. I I know that he has like the perfect body, but yeah. like, well, it's he's got a bulletproof mind. Is what he has. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, that fucking music's not always gonna be with you. That's what he says. <laughs> you gotta be alone with your the thoughts. Only, the only the darkness. I don't run because I have bad feet, but uh, the only time I run is when I'm really mad. And when I like, I work run, out. Man, I'll run for like five miles, angry and I face. haven't run in a year. I'll so just when you keep say running. bad feet. Like, what's wrong with your feet? Oh, they're flat, and I have bunions. <laughs> well, there's a couple things you can do. Tell me what to do. Okay, one is a thing called yoga toes. You ever use those? It sounds familiar. Yoga toes are these. Uh, I have them. I use them. They actually spread your toes apart. Okay. And they the thing about bunions is right your your toes start turning right. towards your other toes and they you get arthritis and they 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 get like painful right and knobby so that's yoga Yay. toes yeah so they spread your toes out and it no counteracts shit. the I can uh, get that on Amazon see you see how that person has a bunion yeah and then it turned into no bunion yeah. You can you look your soft tissue is very pliable. Yeah. That's what's important to know. Yeah. And that those patterns that you get into I might into, be on, uh, at the point of no return. No, I don't believe you are. I've had them since I was 12. Doesn't matter. I've also my other like Does you do your toes move like this? Oh yeah, yeah. Then you can fix it. All right. I one of the measures of like I've succeeded other than I don't have to run my own social media is <laughs> I get to have a double bunionectomy and watch the Sopranos start to finish because like I've I've done all the work that like my career won't suffer when I'm convalescing for the two months it takes to recover from bunion surgery. So are you going to get the surgery? I mean, I can't. I've got to work. Right. <laughs> but if oh, I, so one so like day. if I, I'm at the top when I have yeah. the luxury, 
I knew a girl who was a dancer who had that done, and she had this crazy scar across her toe. Yeah. Like, they have to, like, really... Well, there's two ways to do What do they do? They can either hack it off at the side where that's probably the propensity for it to grow back is high, or they cut your foot, like, here, and then they reset it. (gasps) Yeah. I know. Bro. I know. Actually, I don't want to get surgery. (laughs) Yeah. I don't... There's some people with some... Fucked up feet. They yeah. probably oh, needed yeah. this. So, yeah, like, yeah. like, I mean, for for instance, like, hope that you don't have a foot fetish, extreme. folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that that's bad. I oh god, why are we doing this to ourselves? I'm not going to oh. go through it. I just like, uh, that's what happened to his left foot that just made it through the war. No that's problem. something else. I think that been an right injury. foot is. Just, I don't. But, yeah, that seems like some guy kicked some dude in the nuts with a steel cup on. Those, those are five toes. There's just one hidden behind the other three. Yeah, but look at that before and after bunion pictures. That guy got it fixed. They're wow. so painful. They're the worst. But go go the full so you can yeah. Is, Look at is, that. You got it like a normal foot now. How the fuck did they do that? That's crazy. So they must have hacked that part off and then did something to straighten out his toe. I love that. But we're this, uh, at this lady that I knew, she had it on her toe, like her her pinky, her big toe. Mm. Her big toe had like this line down the center of the big toe. I've seen a couple people with it actually. Yeah. It's a. It's like. If you are uh, a martial artist, like mm-hmm. martial artists get mm-hmm. fucked up toes too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yoga does really help with it because you have to like Dig distribute in. your weight on your mm-hmm. feet in a certain way. And then it helps sort of strengthen, even though I don't have an arch, it helps strengthen the middle of my foot. But even the arch thing, there's a, there's a, a school of thought now that, what is the, there's a company that contacted me about this because I have flat feet as well. And they you do, yeah. But they said, but my flat feet have gotten better, weirdly enough. Interesting. Uh, in do my you wear, late forties uh, and fifties, no, I just wear no shoes, and oh. uh, I work out. I do all my weightlifting and stuff with no shoes. Yeah. And uh, well, then yeah, I'm then you can kind of. of it. Yeah. I'm conscious of it. That makes a difference. Yeah. I haven't worked out in a minute, but mm-hmm. when I do uh-huh. stick with it, my yeah. feet feel so much better. Like, yeah. There's I think it's a muscle thing. It is. I it is. Because like uh, one of the things that I found when I first started doing yoga is it would kill my feet. They'd be so sore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, but my feet are, They'll they've got to be strong from all the kicking stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, but they're, for sure. they're really not because there's a difference between kicking things and then holding a static, like uh, being on the ball of your feet and holding like a static position. Right. Like that would kill my feet. And I yeah. realized like, oh, my feet are just good at exploding off the ground and slamming into things. It's not the same as right. like holding positions. Mm-hmm. And holding positions really strengthens up all those supporting muscles. Mm-hmm. And it's like trying as your feet are trying to balance out your body. Yeah. And all those little like when people get really good at that, it becomes effortless. And it's, yeah. it's so envious. Like you watch them do it like, oh, wow. They just pick their foot up and. Right. enviously stretch themselves fully out and they realize like their foot is strong like the base is everything the yeah. foot being the base being strong i mean yeah it's literally what we're what we stand on it's it's an underestimated um appendage sometimes hugely and especially when you're like oh i want to wear these shoes because they make me look good yeah you know uh that's my wife yeah we were just talking about jessica yeah <laughs> I get it. There's so many people that do that. They torture themselves with funky shoes because they want to look cool. I met this incredible shoe designer named Marion Park who is uh, a podiatrist. And these are her shoes, actually. And I love them, mm. and they don't hurt, and they're cool. And she makes these um, – I, I wear her shoes on stage, and I can feel good, and I'm not, like, killing myself. But I, like flat. She's like the diamond in the rough. I, I wear her heels, too, but they're designed in a way that, like – 
the weights distributed, you know, evenly. So mm. you're not like total. I mean, obviously if I'm like, I stomp my feet a lot when I play. So it's, I saw. it's weird. <laughs> well, you know, that's how uh, Maynard from Tool ruined his hip. Yeah. I've been told that someone's like, good luck later in life. <laughs> yeah. Maynard had a hip replacement. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with it. I'm taking that's the yoga. I'm trying to, stunk. I'm trying to counter it with the other things, you know, that's, uh, those are the luxuries of, you know, the, also the, the things I want in life is like being able to like regularly have cryo and infrared sauna mm. and just like body care. Yes. As I get older, I care so much about investing in those things and like the right supplements, like for my body, not just like what's trending. Cause everything is so specific and you know, you the know. big luxury is time. Mm. Like today yeah. I had to, I, I worked out before I came here and I, I realized towards the end of my workout, I don't have enough time to stretch properly. Oh, so right. I only got like 10 minutes of stretching in and I'm, and I'm like, Fuck. how long do you normally stretch for? At least an hour. What? Yeah. You stretch for an hour? Yeah. Wow. What, what do you listen to for your stretch music? I watch movies most of the time or watch cool. fights. Yeah. Well, that's just, great. Yeah. Cause, Two birds. Or sometimes I just sit in silence and stretch. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to stretch. But you don't maintain flexibility, mm. you know, unless you stretch. And you also Ow. develop weird imbalances. That's not shit. David Goggins does two and a half hours every night stretching. But is that all he does is exercise? Uh, talks a lot of shit. <laughs> Kiss on like, Instagram. What else does he do? And not, I'm not I'm A lot not of weak ass motherfuckers judge you. I'm not judging you, David Goggins. I'm just <laughs> asking questions. No, it's funny. I, yeah, I that's the one I cheap out on is the stretch. You got to stretch. And I and I I'll like pull things often. Mm-hmm. Oh man, when it's I was a, sanding my just, floors, I definitely had like a uh, thing. That's probably like a repetitive use thing, though. I mean, yeah, and it was of, like, and so I I couldn't play music for like a day or two, but my floors look beautiful. Stretching is important for your back too, believe it or not. A lot mm. of like back injuries start out with hamstring tightness. Yeah. Yeah, like everything it's all connected. The whole thing all the way down to your heels are connected. Yep. Yeah. And do you I, get massage therapy? Often? I do, yeah. but I haven't since I've come to Austin. I need to find a good spot. But mm. I have one of those Theraguns that I fucking slam myself with. Those are thing. great. We got yeah, like awesome. I've I've known I've had friends really hurt themselves with it too. Like, what are your friends doing? Hmm. Well, you know what? Hmm. My friend's girlfriend it? was doing it on his back, and she did it right on his spine. And it, like, really fucked him up. He already had an injury. Anyway, <laughs> Joe doesn't buy it. <laughs> I love when you're going to make fun of me, like, for saying warrior king or something. <laughs> and, like, and I really regret it. I wish I'd just said king. But I can't take it back. It's already, it's already out there. No, the problem is not you saying it. The problem is a man saying it about himself. Oh, no, that's fucked I'm, up. I'm your warrior king. Imagine if a guy sent you a text, I am your warrior no, king. No, that would not and fly. you'd be like, shit. These things need to be you very so specifically good. in place. Yeah. Yeah, girls have funny things that, like, that end it. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty generous in that way, but it, you know, it would, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hard. It's so, I haven't, it's, I've just been so off the map in that way that I have no perspective anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I did, um, I did a dating app thing for a minute and it was oh, horrible. Jesus. I got so sick of it because like there were like three dudes that like, just told like 
like they they all wanted to lick my butthole and I, mm. <laughs> I was wow. like I've never even met you and you're telling me these things like I'm scared of you I don't like it's so weird when someone tells you what they want to do to you right before away. You, it's very predatory to be honest because like it's one thing to talk dirty with somebody that you're with and you're comfortable with but someone you've never met it's like a lot of pressure like what if i meet you and i don't like the way you smell i'm not gonna let you lick my butt sorry you know like it's that's the that's the truth and also i'm just like it's and i no no disrespect to people that are on the apps because i know it works really well for people but i'm just i got too much energy for that and i don't want to be measured by in, in that way. I don't know how to present myself to you in a photo with a bio. You You're know? a complicated soul. But I mean... You got to think about the guys saying oh, they want to lick your butthole. <laughs> this is my thought. It's like, does this guy just have like a copy paste? I want to lick your butthole and just throws it out there in the abyss like 50 times. And the, like fishing, right? The ocean's big. The mm. fish aren't everywhere. Right. Well, you got to put out a lot of lures. Right. And so maybe this guy just like throws it out there 50 times. Then yeah. bing, bing, bing. Here's my address. Come lick it, asshole. Like, whoa, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I think crazy. I think it comes from dudes being super repressed during the pandemic and just being aggressive and being like, oh, mm. God, I need a fuck. And like, that's cool, but I'll pass. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I think there's something impersonal about like uh, the social media apps or the uh, dating apps mm -hmm. rather, too. It's but like you're not, Joe, you don't know the person. I don't think I'm complicated. I think I'm pretty clear cut and oh, dry. You're, you're very complicated. You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. How? What? Yeah. Well, you're me. you're artistic. You're very emotional. Okay. Okay. You you think a lot. You okay. talk a lot about your feelings and your thoughts, okay. and you have uh, there's a lot going on there. You're not like a one lane one lane highway. Copy that. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm uh, yeah okay. And I would imagine you require like a lot of conversation. With a person to sort of, I definitely to, don't want to date anybody who's boring. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah, yeah. A lot so of, I get a lot of people are fucking boring. They are. They sure are. Yeah. Not so much boring, but mostly lazy, which is boring. Yeah. So yeah, basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's a type of boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's the worst type of boring. Like lazy is like uh, if you're boring, but you're like really super obsessed with something. Mm -hmm. Like there's a channel that I watch on YouTube. And uh, all the guy does is f take old things and restore them, like mm -hmm. old lighters and mm -hmm. like like old lighters from like Vietnam and mm -hmm. like cleans them and restores them. There's no talking. Mm. There's no talking. You just see this guy like obsessively refurbishing these things and taking out the old screws and putting in the new. It's mm -hmm. called you know what AMSR is. You know mm -hmm. the, it's a sound thing. Like people are like, really into. What does that stand for? What is that? Automated sense, autonomous sensory meridian response. Mm. Wow. So there's a thing on YouTube in particular where there's videos that are just labeled AMSR. There's another one. Is it, I think the guy's name is the beard, the wooded beardsman or the bearded woodsman. So this is the guy. This is exactly the guy. Zippo Lighter Restoration. Vietnam War Repair. Okay, this is the one that I saw. 19 um, million views? Is that on my glasses on? Does that say 19 million? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, literally 19 million views. And it's from a year ago. Like, I don't get it. I don't know why. But it's, I mean, what I'm saying is I don't get why it's so uh, interesting to me, but it's very interesting to me. It's passion and yeah. it's effort and it's like, that's cool. That's and I, I want to cool. see the process. Yeah, so, yeah. So this guy's not boring at all. No. And he doesn't say a fucking word. No. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Because this is like a cool. studied 
trade or craft. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Someone who's really into something is interesting. You know, Phil Hartman said that to me once a long time ago about when before uh, before Mm. he was uh, thinking about getting a divorce. And one of the things he said to me, he goes, uh, he goes, the next girl, he goes, she's got to be into something. Goes, I don't give a fuck what it is. If it's rock climbing. Yeah. She's got to be into something. I'll never forget that that thought like like this, this. This guy who was just like, I don't want to be with this person. Like just yeah. like, and then it, thinking that he wants to be with someone who's into something. Mm-hmm. And I remember like thinking like, wow, that's a, that's an interesting desire. Yeah. I want to be with someone who's really into something. It's funny how that lack of like you know passion deficit is is a thing because you know we spend so much time on our fucking phones like hours a day people are normally just on their on their phone hours and then it's an energy drain and if you're someone who doesn't already have like a built-in skill set or passion and you're searching you're already leading with a handicap you Mm -hmm. know and it is it's hard because that that's where like the dating stuff is weird that's where people get obsessive and attached because their souls aren't being fed Mm -hmm. and like that's huge that's everything to me. And I've, I've really, really honed in on that during COVID too. Is like, I am so fucking excited about like my coffee in the morning. They were, there's this one matcha donut that I get at Dinosaur Coffee in Silver Lake that I literally, I'm so pumped about matcha it. Matcha donut? Yeah, I don't know. It's delicious. <laughs> is it it's green? Like, it's green, yeah. <laughs> but like the thing is, like I, I, I find that you're able to access those those things when you recognize the benefits of of you know passion and and like taking care of yourself and like i think we were talking about this last night about being inspired because tony tony was talking about like man i after gary's show he's like god i want to go home and write Mm -hmm. and you know and i and i that is uh i feel the same way when i when i see comedy uh it's so inspiring and i just i love it and you know i i realized that you know keeping your brain active in general, right? Like I, I was um, like when I'm sad, if I, if I'm like getting depressed for whatever reason, which is, is kind of rare to be honest. Like, and when it is, it's cause I have to really focus on something that's like causing me pain. But um, I found that when I feel that like atrophy, when I just start reading books and like make myself read a book, like, mm. like, start the day turn the phone off and I set a timer for an hour and I'm like you have to fucking sit down and read that book for an hour and every time without fail I feel better I feel smarter I feel I I just whether it's a fictional story or nonfiction, I've I've just absorbed something and I most always want to share it afterwards your brain is stimulated yeah but we forget that yep yeah you know yeah people can get you can get really dull like a dull life like boring boring patterns Nothing mm-hmm. unique, nothing mm-hmm. interesting, nothing mm-hmm. stimulating. Yeah, and the, that's a choice. The great thing about a book is you're exploring the, another person's way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, mm-hmm. you're exploring another person's views. Particularly right. if, like it's, if it's an opinion book, you know, you're exploring another person's perspective on, and, yeah. and, and it helps you get. Oh, he sees things the way I do. Or, right. Oh, well, she's got a totally different perspective. Like, right. Oh. You know, yeah. it's like you're firing cylinders. You're mm-hmm. getting those pistons moving. Like there's so many people that just don't. They just don't. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's again, that's like, I don't know. I, th- I think it's laziness, but I also think sometimes our, our self-worth is wrapped up into a lot of this collective bullshit and you got to know how to like step out of it and do some work, you know, and literally like do that work is like sit with yourself. And like, it's funny how that is such a hard thing for people, but it, it really doesn't have to be. No, it shouldn't be. But people are terrified. That's why of I love it. acid. Whoa. You sit with yourself. Whoa. <laughs> People are terrified of being alone, Suzanne. Not anymore. I was at the beginning of this. I was a wreck. I was so scared. And now I, here's the problem. Yeah. Will you be terrified of not being alone? I think that smothered. Oh no, that's never going to happen again. I've been there. That's that's a that's another. You know, you get you rule out these frequencies of like energy and stuff, and you know when it's time to. Uh, I, I can sniff that shit out, and it's it's just a balance. Like you like, don't get me wrong. I want someone to be um, my champion that I can be a champion for them as well, you know, build a life together. But, um, yeah, being worshipped is like a whole other thing that's never good for anybody. You know, being smothered is kind of like the same thing. It's like Usually it has a, a corresponding negative effect, too. Like, the, once they don't worship you anymore, now they fucking hate you. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, it's a long way down from that pedestal. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> And you and you have to, but also like you you get used to it too. It's yeah. like not good for anybody. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more. It's, it's, That's why I don't like meeting people at shows. If I ever met a dude at a show, a fan, it just feels not real to me. For some guys, that's all they like. They like uh, like comedians, especially. They like girls that are fans. Yeah, I mean, whatever butters your scone, you know. <laughs> Well, the last thing a comic would want is someone who doesn't think their act is good. Right. <laughs> someone who doesn't like them. I mean, I guess it would, uh, don't get me wrong, like, it would be tough to date someone who's like, hey, I'm in love with you, but, like, I don't like your music. Ooh. That would feel discouraging. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you're amazing. Yeah. All that fucking... Yeah, I mean, I'd still want them to, like, be into what I'm into. Yeah. That, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> is it a, a smart move to date musicians or a bad move? depends if they have their shit together or not you yeah. know like well, they'll know you, what you do at least mm-hmm. at least if you date a musician they'll understand the business they'll understand the craft understand the the yeah. art i mean i haven't uh dated one that i didn't break up with <laughs> so <laughs> I can, all i can say is i'm i'm open to it and and i love musicians and you know i i feel all the things that you know any audience member feels when they see somebody amazing on stage you know but um yeah again it's just like stand on your own two feet bunions and all (laughs) when you write do you sit down and say okay i'm gonna write today for x amount of minutes or x amount of hours or do you just like let inspiration catch you it's both yeah but when so so I'm, I'm just like tie, fourth quarter of this record that I'm tying up and I did a lot of writing for it and now I'm in the more practice the instruments phase of like wanting to kind of level up in that way but when it's time to write a record and you're like so like this record when it comes out in a couple months um, hopefully I will be working it in the way that if you know when I get to start touring or like you know do at this point doing digital stuff to to keep 
the momentum, but at some point it's, you know, during a record cycle, you have to start preparing for the next one. And I, I do both. I have to really get, get in the routine of flexing the muscle. And sometimes I'll set a timer and write for an hour and not come up with one goddamn thing. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. But you know, same time, like I'll write a couple songs that might be shitty and then I get to the good ones or you can Frankenstein them. Like they sort of, like I record everything and, um, kind of bounce around sometimes, but you know, and then sometimes like I have to stop what I'm doing because I can't not write. Like I'm, I'm, it's like this crazy, it's rare. It's only happened a couple times. And that, that song that inspired me after watching Dave Chappelle's show was like, or not the Chappelle show, but sticks and stones. Um, it was like, I, I couldn't wait to get home and sit at my kitchen table. It was so weird. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about inspiration. It's like you got this little gift of creativity, this little seed. You got to mm-hmm. run, 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 get to the dirt, get the water yeah. on it quickly, quickly. Because yeah. if you go to sleep, yeah, that shit will go away. It's weird. It's weird. And you know what sucks is usually when I'm in that writing phase, I stop sleeping. Like my brain yeah. does not shut off. Yeah. And and I I don't know. I, you I don't take that though. That's I just do part take of the process. It. I do take it and I've gotten a really good relationship with that stuff too, especially with the Saraset sleep stuff that I told you about. But um I've also like I don't feel like it's like you're a martyr to your craft. I don't feel like that, but I do uh honor the process. And so when when my body's sort of conflicting with my my spirit and my mind, I just kinda have to roll with it. And I can still like enjoy my matcha donut and still be pumped even though I'm exhausted, you know? I now know that those things are valuable and a lot of them are mm-hmm. false seeds, like the seeds that I think they're seeds and then they turn out to be bullshit. But when I get one, I, I get up, I write it down and yeah. most of the time I either go upstairs and, and start typing and start mm-hmm. writing or I'll at least flesh out what I think the idea is before I go let myself go back to sleep. That's good. Yeah. Because I've, I've gone back to bed. I'm like, ah, I'm going to remember that. No, and you don't. I yeah. don't remember Jack. And it feels shit. different in the morning when yep. you try to visit it too. It's yeah. like Whack. some magic is gone yes. out. You, yeah. You betrayed the gift. Yeah. Yeah. You betrayed the muse. Yeah. I think like it's like, you. Know, I think it's part of that breaking out of the cycle, right? People get uptight. Like, if I don't get my eight hours every night, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like sometimes. You have to go, like, follow the buffalo. Like, you're being led somewhere, right? You know, like, your brain is, like, coming up with an idea. And, like, when you shut that down, it's like, are you going to be better for it the next day when you wake up because you got your eight hours or because you uh, kind of um, excavated an idea that was coming up that might be fucking brilliant? we got to think about it. How many songs are in an album? It depends. Twelve? Sure. Okay. Average, yeah. So that's 12 gifts, right? 12 gifts of creativity. Mm, Even if you've done the work, they're they're gifts of creativity. Mm -hmm. And uh, you might get, you know, a lot of inspiration that doesn't go anywhere. But the 12 ones that wind up making their way on an album, how long, what is that process? A couple of years? No. A year? Some people, some people take their time like that. uh, And I, that's cool. Um, But I mean, it depends. Like a year, six months. It's hard to say. I mean, I my first record, my Ruby Red record, I did really fast. I We recorded it in a month, and I was, like, writing songs in the studio and finishing them, like, then. Oh, wow. And then there were some that I'd started a while back. 
And uh, I'm trying to think about this record. Yeah, this has some oldies, some old uh, seeds that I, you know, replanted. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a bunch of old seeds sitting on yeah. a hard drive. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun to go back and look at like where you were in time. I should probably co- make a folder called Old Seeds. Mm, that's good. Because this is really what it is. Yeah. But the, the the point I was getting at is like you don't get them every day. You get mm-hmm. them every now and then. So when the day comes and one pops in, you're like, oh, shit. You got to mm-hmm. run somewhere and write that down. Yeah, yeah. You got to get away from everybody. I, I'll jump up from the dinner table. I'll be like, I got an idea. And I just say. Oh, that's so cool. I got an idea and I run away. Yeah. Well, comedy's different because like you're constantly performing and like i mean i get like when you're on the road do you st- you obviously stick with a set right like mm-hmm. a, but i'm sure like give or take adding some stuff in yeah. it but like and how what's the like cycle on that two years usually cool. uh, from a netflix special to a new netflix special so right two years from coming up with the ideas writing them out or fleshing them out on stage doing a lot of showcase sets like that's one of the things we need in austin we need a a place to work out Mm because you can't just do regular shows like these Chappelle shows i'm doing you need uh, a place where you can fuck around and Mm. and just be loose and not have a lot of expectation yeah Yeah, you want like 15 minute sets that was one of the beautiful one of the beautiful things about the comedy store is you'd have a lot of 15 minute sets Mm -hmm. and you'd be sandwiched in with 10 other people that are doing the same thing so like um, you do that for a while and then you start touring comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. So you tour comedy clubs with this new kind of bullshit 45 minutes and it becomes a real hour eventually mm. as time goes on. Cool. And then you go to theaters. And then once you go to theaters, you, you, you then you feel like, all right, this thing's bulletproof. And mm-hmm. then you polish them down in theaters and then at the end, two years later, you're ready to rock. And then you're ready to put it down on film. Damn. Yeah. And then you abandon it. So like uh, you can so you like can play do you have LA like a River. vacation time where you're like I'm just gonna chill for the next. Usually I do drugs. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yes. Cool. 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 I need something to re- reinvigorate my mind, mm-hmm. or I think about things, or I do. Um, I don't have an isolation tank out here. I got to get a tank. Get a tank. Yeah. I mean, this is, isn't this a tank? <laughs> this is something different. This it's is cool. This is the Texas spaceship. You made the walls like this, right? It wasn't like. No, it was like this. It was curved. It was a conference room. Whoa. What were they uh, conferencing oh, about? Fucking nonsense. Not fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the end form of the studio. This is what we decided to go with, with the time we had. Mm-hmm. And we've got, Jamie and I have had some conversations I like the lamps. about what to do different. The lamps are beautiful. Lamps came from Hawaii. I bought them in Hawaii. I was like, one day I'll use this. And it was a part of a big thing, but we took it apart and turned it into this. And then where, where'd you get this guy? <clears throat> got that guy in Thailand. Beautiful. Ganesh. He's the remover of obstacles. Mm-hmm. That's why. That was a, the thing I really touched on during this whole experience of like unsubscribing to the suffering. It's like, oh, well, that's an idea. And like it, suffering is an obstacle in so many different ways. It's like unsubscribing to the suffering. Mm hmm. So you were committed to the suffering before? I wouldn't say that. I would just say like it was around, mm-hmm. you know, and like re well, just recognizing that in, in certain ways, like career stuff, money, relationships, like it's all, you know, all sort of like coming from the same cup that I kept drinking from basically. And and then, you know, just facing that and being like, oh, 
here's where I can just pivot. And also, um, I feel like suffering is such a, you know, back to the, what did you call the brain, the human thing? You had a really cool word for it earlier. We were talking about, um, like the ripple effect kind of. Oh, the, that there's a, a super organism, yeah. human super organism. Yeah, I think that that's like a collective suffering. <clears throat> like there's so many things that we are just sort of used to that aren't necessary. And that like you can outsmart it, you know. And I've been doing that in a way that doesn't f- – I'm not like um, – like I've metabolized it and been like – does that make sense? Yeah. And, and now like – I'm recognizing things like anxiety are the same as excitement, like the same feeling. Oh, and so instead of like thinking negatively about that feeling of excitement right. and feeling dread yeah. and whoa, yeah. now you're like, whoa, yeah. things are exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like coming on the podcast, it's like I can be anxious about feeling like I don't belong here and like unworthy. How is that possible? It's totally possible. But how... I've known you for so long. I know. We've known each other almost 10 years. Yeah. Well, this is my suitcase. I'm showing you. So like that, like that's <laughs> the thing. And then I have to be like, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And like, I literally just like take that and I'm like, here's where I'm going to, you know, rearrange that feeling. And then I'm just excited, you know? Yeah. Instead of being like anxious. Dread. Yeah. Filled with woe. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with last night playing with mm. Gary. You yeah. know, like the the song kind of got messed up by the guitar, but I was like, no one noticed. Great. By the but, way, no, no one in that audience had a name. But I could have freaked out. Yeah. Like, I feel like old, old me a little while ago would have freaked out and like gone like, oh God, oh God. you know. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It didn't seem like that at all. It didn't, it, no one even knew there was a fuck up until you talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like the people that were at that <laughs> really? show That's so that funny. are listening to this podcast. I thought it was so obvious. Damn no, it. That's... No, not at all. No. But, that, but again, like I, st- I don't feel bad about it. I still had a great time. And like, Jamie, that's... you're a musician. Did you notice a fuck up? He noticed. He did. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. <clears throat> I could tell she was having trouble with the guitar from the beginning. Like she put it on, couldn't hear it that well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But handled it like a pro hey thank so. you yeah. i didn't i didn't see any fuck up i, but, I just saw you adjusting the amp and yeah stuff, but. no it was all it, the thing is like again thanks for saying that jamie <laughs> I have, i've been doing this a long time and like rather than like suffer from a like a malfunction just be like oh oops that was fun though yeah. you know and it was i had a blast yeah well it's i think the thing about live performing is it's so different than anything that most people do in their lives. Mm. Most people never get to rock out in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a wild thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's so unusual. And then to go from that to not doing that at all and just walking around and being like a normal person, like I assumed it's probably a very, because there is with comedians, there's a a very Mm -hmm. large period of readjustment and, Mm -hmm. and, now what's happening with most my comic friends they've given up on the readjustment like fucking i'm going on the road i don't give a shit i'm i'm doing this i can't do this like they just get to a certain point in time where they're like i can't just not do comedy yeah i'm sick like ron white was talking all this crazy shit well i'm gonna fucking retire i Mm. give up fucking i had a good life (laughs) i have plenty of money i don't give a fuck (laughs) and then uh we had him do one show a tony show at uh, vulcan gas company in town and grabs me by the shoulders after he gets off stage. Whatever the fuck we got to do to do this again, we're yeah. going to do it. Yeah, yeah. We, you're going to open up a fucking club. We're going to yeah. make this happen. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, Ron. 
Good to see you're back. Like Ron's back. Yeah. Ron is back. Ron's back. Ron's back. It's nice to have that perspective, though. Yeah. You know, if you do it all the time and you're like mainlining it, you don't realize that it's yeah. you know you how much get you love it. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to do, mm. and it's like. You know, I was saying about uh, Gary's show last night. It's like it changed the way I felt. Like I sat down. I was like, ah, it changes the way you feel. You're like, yeah, this is like I'm getting sucked into this thing. You know, it's these sounds and all this creativity. And you realize this guy put all this shit together. Mm-hmm. And all these sounds are changing the way everybody feels in the audience. And you mm-hmm. hear all the woos. You hear all yeah. the claps. And, yeah. and then it, the fact that everybody's in it together. Fuck, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't see special. live music enough. I really don't. I really, I need to see it more often. Well, I think you moved to the right town. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Are there a lot of shows going on? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jamie huh. said he saw some shows on Sixth Street. There were some people that were playing on Sixth Street, right? Cool. Yeah, I think people are just way more relaxed about this virus. Yeah. You know, it's like they're treating it like it's a bad flu yeah. instead of treating it like it's uh, an alien invader that wants to kill everyone you know. Right. It's weird. I, I vacillate between like not knowing what to do and then like, like I get back to LA and I have work to do with people, but I don't know if we should do it over Zoom or if they're going to, you know, wait five days. Just and... get a COVID test. I get them all the time. I go to yeah. Dodger Stadium. It's amazing. Oh yeah? Yeah, I drive through. I, like, do you have to get it the next day? You get the results the next day? Just about. It's <clears throat> it's kind of slowed down a little. Like it was, I mean, you're getting it same day in the summer. It was so fast. Oh yeah? And like you go in being like, Hey everybody! Just so you know, so you, uh, you do it for other people, you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, yeah, now it's like thirty six hours, twenty four. That's not that bad. It's not though. bad, Mm-mm. especially if you don't do anything between the test and then meeting the people. Mm-mm. You just say, "Hey, well, let's meet on Friday. Go to Dodger Stadium on Thursday, yeah, or Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then you know you're good." Yeah, yeah. And when I get back, I have to. Uh, I did this. I think I told you this. I opened an Etsy <laughs> store to sell handwritten lyrics. With a watercolor, and I'm getting pretty good at watercolor. Are you? <laughs> but I have like over a hundred orders, and it's and I've only done twenty, and it's a <laughs> lot of work. So when I get back, if I'm gonna get everybody their order by Christmas, um, man, it was so cool because one, I really needed the money, and two, every order comes they like you know they tell me what song they want and every order comes with a story and it's been so it's really intimate like people being like hey this is like my wife and I walk down the aisle to this and there's this one where uh this the daughter of these two people that she emailed me and she was like I just want you to know that both my parents bought the same song for each other they think it's a surprise but they don't know that they both like bought the same song and i'm like trying to figure out how to fuck with them um i actually might i might do like two and put them together which would be cool but like it's just like the whole process of like it's a lot of like labor like I'm, i'm into that sort of line of work but also incorporating the creative part but aside from it paying my bills having this experience with people has been so nice. So when I get back to LA, I'm going to literally do that for like three days straight. And then you're going to pack your bags. And I'm going to pack my bags. Bunch of times. <laughs> I was also, I, Joe, I was also like, God, I got to get fishing gear. Like I, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> changes. <laughs> well, I think changes are good for oh, you. Oh, me too. They really are. Mm-hmm. They're weird. They're always weird, but that, those weird patterns, uh, shifting those patterns, making yourself do something uncomfortable, mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. 
start taking yoga, fix your feet. I do. I yeah. I should take it more. But I mean, you should I, Google like how to fix flat feet too. Well, you told me about the yoga toes. Well, that that's the. Do bunions. you wear them while you take yoga? No. No, it's like I around. haven't taken yoga in a long time. Yeah, I, I do some yoga activity at my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I stretch and do some of the yoga moves, but I, I haven't found a good place out here. Yeah, I like it hot. I like hot yoga. Like that, like Bikram? yeah, like one oh five. Yeah, I get so distracted. I like that. It's like I start to not feel good. It's suffering. <laughs> I like the suffering. So I, I like about I think it. that's cool. I got into it when I was. I'd rather like sit in a sauna and then do yoga. I do that too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I started doing the ice cold shower thing. Yes. Fucking love it. It's great, right? You like, feel amazing after you, you get out of there. Yeah. Just like I well, I do it for I do it for like a minute. And then I take a regular shower and then I do a minute on my way out. Mm. But it helps to set the timer and then I, was, I like you just like it changes your whole day. Like I noticed yeah. when I didn't do it as opposed to when I did. There's a distinct difference in my stress level. Yeah, your body releases yeah. something called norepinephrine when you're you're in uh, like extreme <clears throat> cold. Right. Like your body, right. your body releases this uh, chemical that uh, makes you feel good. Like um, that's one of the things about cryotherapy that people love so much. When yeah. you get out, it's incredible. You're like, oh, there's a high. Yeah. So. Oh weird. my god, I would do that cryo healthcare in Woodland Hills, and when when I would leave, I would. They be have like, cryo here. Do they have full body cryo though? Yeah. We step Ooh. in. When want, I did I it, my head was out. Yeah. Because this was the only place they did cryo was in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I bet they do. I bet they have it where you can walk in. The walk-in one's a big difference because your head gets cold. Like there's, right. according to this doctor who's explaining it to me, who's like, you get a great benefit from doing the neck down. No doubt. Mm-hmm. He goes, but the benefit that you get when you do your whole body, it's like your body's not confused. Mm-hmm. Like if you do the neck down, your body's like, why is fucking everything from the neck down freezing? My head's normal. <laughs> it's all the heat. Yeah. like, oh God, oh God. It's a weird, yeah. But when your head is under two, yeah. your body's like, oh, this shit is real. Uh-huh. Somebody dropped us off on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, because that's what it's like. It's literally wow. the temperature of the dark side of the moon. It's like 240 degrees below zero. And you wouldn't get your own cryo at home. That's a that's not a good safe. way to die. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> good way to freeze to death. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, not a good idea. Yeah, if Nobody I don't want to kill that. myself with a cobra, I was I'll just gonna my... say, pet <laughs> cobra. Oh, you missed it. That was so good. Yeah, it's like getting a pet. Co- <laughs> cryotherapy is uh, only dangerous though in that way where it blacks you out if you do the below the neck kind see the below the neck kind is liquid nitrogen and you're not supposed to inhale that shit the lady that died in vegas what happened was uh she was short and she didn't adjust the height of the machine correctly and her face was like here and so she's breathing in that liquid nitrogen she just fell asleep you black out because you're not breathing in air anymore. Did she work at the facility? Is that what happened? Oh, look at this. I have it here. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, it's well, really big because like two or three people can get in it. Well, we're going to have a fucking party up in that bitch. <laughs> you and Jamie <laughs> getting cryo <laughs> together? <laughs> Don't tell me smells good. <laughs> Jamie and I dance together in the cryotherapy box. Yeah, it's um, that's my favorite kind. That, yeah. The whole body kind. How I cold does that one get though? Some of them pussy out. They get it to like 180 below. Like let's get bar- let's I, you party. know what I'd like is just a good polar bear swim. You know, give me a Ooh, cold lake. Yeah, jump in that thing. Especially if it's like through the ice. If you can yeah. smash the ice and jump in. Yeah, go to go to Iceland. <sighs> they do that. Well, the Russians have it right. They do the banya where they have they set up a sauna right next to a hole in the water. Cool. So they cut a hole in the water. 
and then they get in the sauna they they Full beat each other yeah. with the leaves you yeah. know they do that yeah, with like yeah, eucalyptus yeah. leaves and then they jump in the cold water yeah. and then they go back and forth and back and forth oh yeah yeah we talked about it with uh, emily harrington here uh-huh. they, they, they have on their instagram they have you talking about their oh big full body minus well, 170 go. or something like that there you go look there you are oh man nice they're shirt. fucking thank you that's a <laughs> black rifle coffee coffee or die <laughs> <laughs> well now we know yeah. so we'll oh, go big one all right it's a good spot good beautiful <laughs> Cryotherapy. So you're set up for that. Yeah, Suzanne. okay, great. we got to find you some yoga while you're here in a good apartment. And we're golden. I want a house, though. A I house. want a house. Okay, yeah. 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 Do you want a little bit of property? There's a lot of deer out here, too. You'll have, like, little animals coming in your backyard. Well, I don't know if I want to be too remote because I, I, I don't know enough uh, that many people here. So I kind of want to be, Come like, move near us. close. Where's, well, I, oh, we'll talk later. Yeah, it's like, tell me later. I'll tell you exactly where, where? I live. Yeah, there's plenty of spots. I know My address saying, is. I, I like um, that idea, though, of a house because. Yeah, me you too. Know, you got a yard and mm-hmm. uh, peace and quiet yeah. and birds chirping and shit. And I like, I like to cook and like, I like to have friends over and, mm. you know, it's the apartment is, it's cool. I'm just, I'm good. And I, also making music too. When I feel like people can hear me, I hate it. Oh, right, right. Like, hear you practicing. Hear me playing music or crying. I don't want anyone oh, to hear me. <laughs> you want to be able to scream, why me? Like, six months ago during COVID, when I was, like, just bubbling up with just stuff that I had to, you know, face down, I, it was, I, I would take drives through Malibu and then go to the beach, and I was driving through Old Mulholland Drive, wailing crying and it was felt so good i went home and i felt amazing but i realized that i don't do that at home because russell downstairs can hear me <laughs> is that the guy who hates the cat oh oh i don't he's great i love him i do love him a lot he's, he's, he's just, my friend i don't want to talk sad he's just sad he, he's gonna get there he's yeah. gonna be okay he is Russell's gonna be okay. he's a great dude though i i, I want to be clear he's a good dude i get it yeah feel bad for outing him for no making worries. fun of me about the cats what is that oh, I, read, I was gonna smoke dad i was gonna smoke it after i sang another dad song grass yeah i brought this on last time it's and duncan really loves it too it's cbd you would you can make fun of me it's fine but it's it gives me like the perfect high because when i smoke regular weed i get too high and i can't mm-hmm. i wouldn't be able to talk to you right now oh not in the way that i would like to <laughs> well, we've done it before well, you got too high and you pulled it off. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our last podcast with Honey Honey, I, uh, we had to pull over. I was puking behind a city bank in the valley and I lost my earring. That was booze. <laughs> no. That I was... hadn't drank for a month. Oh. I hadn't drank for a month. It was, and I remember Ben being like, looking at me being like, Suze, you okay? And I was like, oh, good. Dude, good. We, we went all in. It was fun. I drank someone's whiskey with a I, joint in you it. You did. Yeah. You did. We partied like college kids and it was fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I definitely, yeah, man, that was intense. It was a fun return too, because you guys had split up for a while and you're back together again. We're we're so good too. Like I, I just met his girlfriend and I'm just like, he, we, we had to, we met over zoom because he's on the East coast. Um, and afterwards I texted him and I was like, I really like her a lot. And he was like, Fucking look at us, Suze. And it was beautiful. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's She's a cool. risky move to be romantically involved in someone that you're in a band with. We're so, he's on like the same, we're on the same soul branch. Like he's, 
I'm a lifer with that dude. And yeah, we that was risky. It works for some people. Like shovels and rope are this incredible husband and wife duo. <laughs> shovels and rope, that's how they're gonna kill each other you after would it doesn't love work their out. Music. I know, but shovels oh, and yeah, rope, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Shovels and Maybe rope. Maybe that's what it has to do if with this fucking thing doesn't work. I I'm wonder what the story hole. behind their band you with is. A rope, and then I'm digging a fucking hole. <laughs> I would, I would actually wonder if that's has something that's to do with their 100% band name. the name. That's great. Never Shovels and rope. God, you're so quick. Come on. They're amazing. Yeah, look, he's gonna kill her. No way. <laughs> um, that's why I see in his face and the bulging veins. Their music is. Incredible. I'm kidding. Shovels and rope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a comedian. When they come on myself. here one day, they do look like they're having a good time. Oh, they're they're one of my favorite bands. They're, they're some of the best live performers out there. Them and Shaky Graves. It listen. It can one hundred percent work out with comedians, with singers, like anybody that says like, "Don't do this." Like, stop. People, you you can't generalize like that. Mm. People are so they vary so much. Mm -hmm. Like my good friend Tom Segura and his wife Christina Pazitsky, they're they're they were great together, yeah. and they're both comics, and they're both cool. really good. Yeah, they're both hilarious. They're obviously they you know taking care of each other. Like, yes, that's, that's the thing. They also know that particular kind of crazy like they understand mm -hmm. the stand-up comic kind mm -hmm. of crazy yeah they, they get each other i think the more you this is okay the more you take care of yourself because at first when you said you called me complicated i i took that as a negative thing not like you were insulting me but like oh does that mean i'm like a handful but really the more you cultivate your person and your passions and the less basic you are the harder it is to find a partner. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. But like, it's also... Um, Dumb people find people all the time. I like you. I like you. <laughs> and they just get together and just rub ugly parts. <laughs> they, uh, that's normal. God. It's complicated. You're, you're, I am going to move out to the woods in Texas and you're be fine. You're a creative person. <laughs> if you're a creative person, there's no way you're not going to be complicated. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, all those fucking weird energies rolling around inside your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm reading this book called Women Who Run With the Wolves, and it's about, like, cultivating your, like, wild self, whereas, like, a lot of women are, you know, you're, you're deprogrammed, you're programmed to be, like, polite, and, like, like I curse like a sailor, and, like, peop some people hate that, you know, and, like, a woman shouldn't talk like that, and that kind of thing, and it sounds archaic, but it still holds weight, like, even just genetically, like, in that familiar way, like, knowing... Like when I got tattoos on my hands, I remember going to Thanksgiving dinner that year. And this was back when like we'd have these like big dinners and everybody was together. And I was so scared of like, oh, my God, my aunts and uncles seeing these tattoos on my hands. And then I was like, but why? Why am I not just being myself? You know, yeah. because it's not proper and all that shit. So anyway, um, that's part of it is like being in in good relationship with the wildness of yourself mm. and i'm i'm wild i am like i'm i'm gonna you know try stuff and and be messy and like you know not be cool i don't feel cool a lot of the time like yeah, but there's the gonna truth. be someone out there that that's exactly what they're looking yeah, for. yeah cool that's where there's fine. someone out there that thinks like a woman shouldn't do that a woman should do uh, yeah there's some rigid asshole it's tough man yeah, farts are funny i get it i get it they are <laughs> Yeah. You know, don't overdo it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> don't be cool with it. it. <laughs> don't overdo it. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. You want to bust out another song? Yeah, I do. Um, it's already 3.30, I know. believe it or not. What time do you have to get going? Um, 
definitely before four. Okay. I gotta go over my notes and shit. Hell yeah, I'm so excited to see you guys. I'm like, it's this other stuff is just extra, you know? Like, I was ready to just hang out and come to your show tonight. Because I haven't seen you perform in like at least over a year. Really? A year and a half. At the store? Was that the last time? Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't miss that place. Ugh. So what? what's happening with it? Nothing. They, they, got, can't. they can't even have a outside bar anymore. Really? Cause they, yeah. They had like an outside bar and everything. They shut that down. That would have been perfect. They had the outside had bar the... going on for a while, and then they, they wouldn't let them do outside shows. Like, there's just so much horse shit. That's such a bummer, because they there? actually could have had small shows there. What do you got there? What is that? That's Capo. What is Capo? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you want to take this one? Um, it changes the bass notes of the guitar the bass notes so well it changes all the notes it's, it's sure, basically yeah, yeah. like raises you can raise the key you can't like not raise the key so the sound from the microphone is registering on that no, 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 that no, no. bar nope well how's it what it's for but, it, she, like, but so. her sound from her my, oh. The sound from her guitar is registering on the microphone. She was doing that for tuning. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That capo on the neck is what we were talking no, about. No, that's not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, you were talking about this. I'm talking about the app. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a tuner. <laughs> yeah, well, how's it work? It so it's registering. It's seeing the, It's hearing the sound from the microphone, and yeah. it's registering on that, yeah. that meter, yeah. and it's showing you exactly where each string should be. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, I just saw this new app that's too. A, so that's not a capo. No, <laughs> I, I would have like, got looking for the capo app. I'm like, I thought you were I'm looking for a capo. What are you talking about? There's that's this new thing my friend age. told me about. It's called decibel meter, mm. and it measures the frequencies. Whether or like not the, you're gonna go deaf like last night's show. Yeah, but I. This is where I want to like, like if I had the no, if if I had the wherewithal to have brought this out when I was visited by aliens the other day. <laughs> And realize like you're in negative like, numbers. What frequency is that? I'm not like I could have actually seen my phone. Just for real, that's what it's doing. It's tuning it to the exact frequency that um, the note okay. is. Okay. Oh, interesting. So each string has a very specific frequency. Mm -hmm. Oh, and a lot of times people just do it by ear, right? Mm -hmm. You just kind of so, know. Well, if, no, I wouldn't say a lot of times. It's if you have perfect pitch. My my friend has perfect pitch. He's like, I can tell you. I can't tell you the name of the of the note, but I could tell you if it's sharp or flat and when it's perfect. And he does. Wow. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And is I that don't just have a, that. a rare uh, um, ability. I, I think you can. Well, they say we're all born it? with perfect pitch. They say all babies are born with perfect pitch, and it's just something you lose, apparently. But I think sometimes it's just naturally there, and then other times you can like cultivate it. Jamie Foxx notably has perfect pitch, I believe. I believe that's that. why you can recreate people's voices so well. Oh, I believe that. That makes sense. I feel so like well my too. pitch has been changing since I haven't been singing that much, but we'll see. <laughs> but I, okay, so, yeah, this tune is like, I haven't really written anything like this. And it's, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like, has to do with everything we've been talking about. Just like. A summary. Pretty much. Okay. All right. It's called Save for Love. Light that pipe, make it burn red. 
can't make it hiss like the storm that sits your window. Fill up those lungs, honey. It won't be long before the moment's gone and you're dealing with your sorrow. Take what you can get. Count all of your blessings, cause that hurricane ahead might be never ending. Rain in hell, oh, oh. no one's gonna sleep through this one. There ain't no shelter, ain't no walls that's gonna hold it all together safe for love. bridges hold yourself accountable give that soul deep within you a voice like a parable and make room for the hateful seat them at your table give them bread for their broken hearts and kindness if you're able cause it's raining hell hippier ones I've written but I'm it's like it took me a minute 
You, you look like a hippie though. today. You got the full jean outfit on. Well, That's I felt like 1970s. I was going into your spaceship, so I needed to. <laughs> Wear a spacesuit. My jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a 1970s <laughs> spacesuit. Yeah. There's something about jean jackets, right? Like mm. jean shirts and jean jackets. Right. It's like whatever it is about that cloth. It I don't do the jeans. Well, this, this is like It's a jean jumpsuit. You know? But is it jeans? Yeah, it's denim. Yeah. It's page denim. She's great. Chambray? Yeah. Is that a person? I think it's a color. I'm not sure. Oh. I said it and then I was like, well, mm, Cham- really chambray, chambray. It's like, I think it's like this blue color, mm. you know, you but learn new thing every day. It's, it's important to know this one. Is it? <laughs> I guess so. That's apparently a, not. No a jumpsuit. Yeah. That's the thing that a guy can't necessarily wear. No guys were really cool. Like Dickies, like jumpsuits all the time. It's sexy as fuck. Do they? Yeah. You like guys in jumpsuits? But Maybe like you when you go to pee, you have to take the whole thing off. Oh. <laughs> So that's, there's that's that. uncomfortable. That's yeah. weird. Maybe you need a mechanic in your life. Possibly. You like Dickies jumpsuits? I mean, I, I like uh, I Carhartt. Like, that I like kind a of lot shit. Of things. I mean, I, I can't say like I, I'd like them to wear other things. <laughs> Do you feel like you're born in the wrong era? Hmm. I feel like you would fit in, in uh, like the 1960s very easily. No, definitely not the 60s. Really? No. How come? Because, I would. I feel like the adverse effects of my wildness would just be like, I don't know, man. It depends. Your wildness would be more damaging in the 60s? To myself. How so? Well, because the 60s are like, okay. So, you know, you have the 50s, right, of all of the returning World War II vets and like they're starting families and they're, you know, they're probably in their teens when they went to war. And it's like the don't talk about the war, just go home and make babies and pick up and then all this PTSD and trauma and stuff. And like, and then, and now I can smoke. Um, The sixties was like, I think this, the crumbling of that, of being like that stuff doesn't come without consequence. Like you have to deal with it. You have Mm -hmm. to deal with all of this trauma and, you know, also like, I don't know, just like the women's place in the world. Oh yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You don't realize how bad it is until you watch a movie from the 1960s and guys are smacking women around. Oh, my God. It's pretty normal. It's like Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Have you seen it? I didn't watch it. I watched one episode. I was like, this shit's too depressing. It's tough. It's eye-opening. It makes me feel like visceral uh, anguish because you're just like these women are... Like they're, you don't want to get into it. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah no. Well, it seems like it's... I think I would have hung out in the 70s, maybe. The 70s, you'd have been fine. Yeah. I... I... Did you, don't you think that's the same shit with women, the way women are treated? I always go with movies. Go with a good Steve McQueen movie. Steve McQueen was the hero. Okay. And he used to smack the fuck out of girls in these movies. That's so messed up. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You fit right yeah, in there, woman. Yeah, a little different, guys. <laughs> Come on. Like... I could see you with that blue one with the. How dare you! Look how at about those the orange sleeves. one? That is way too foo foo for me. Mm, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you're selling got, yourself Okay, black short. one on the left. I, black I, one on the left is all you. Yeah, yeah. What about the bell bottoms? Could you rock bell bottoms? Uh, it depends if I'm in shape or not. Because, <laughs> you know, I got them hips, and like those are meant for women with very narrow hips. Bell bottoms? Otherwise, huh? you really get a weird pear shape and then a whole nother shape at the bottom of the mm. pear. <laughs> girls have so much shit to worry about nah guys basically other than the bell bottom thing guys don't j- 
dress much different. That's true. The the male uh, fashion trends are really they stick within the same revolving stuff. Yeah, collars get longer. Collars mm. got long for a while. Remember? I don't think those big long collars are back though. No, seventies. No. No, they'll they'll never come back. I'll tell Just you like who dresses lobs. amazingly is Gary Clark Jr. He does. Always looks good. He does. He he. Uh, John Vervados is like he did his campaigns. Really? Yeah. I, when I was playing with Hosier, I was backstage at the Beacon Theater in New York, and I was talking to this really nice guy and his wife, and they're Midwestern. They were telling me about their kid's pet turtle, and I was like, wow, these people are cool. And then I was like, uh, well, how do you know Andy Hosier? And he's like, oh, he was in my campaign. And I was like, what's your campaign? He's like, oh, I'm John Vervados. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was the nicest guy. And then I was also like... Hey, why don't you get a women's line? Look at that. <laughs> Doesn't he look good? Yeah. It does. Well, the way he dressed last night, I could never wear those clothes on stage. Well, he has uh, his ankles exposed, like his <laughs> cuffs are rolled up. You can't, you can't expose boots. your ankles on stage. Yeah, 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 those big boots. Yeah. Can, why can't you expose your ankles on stage? Well, I mean, I just can't roll my pants up like that. I just yeah, yeah. can't. That's fair. That's it's just, fair. it requires too much effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm. It's a look. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things I can't do as well. Like what what else? Know your bod. Uh, What can't I do? Um, I can't do high waisted pants. Mm. The like mom jeans look. I don't get that. It it gives me a stomach ache every time (laughs) because I can't. Once you sit down, there's like this pressure on your gut. Yeah. And I always end up like really gassy. (laughs) I can't wear high waisted jeans. Where did that come from? Who told women that that looks good? I mean, some people wear it well. Yeah. Some people wear it really well, and they look beautiful. It's just so their is body this, type. This weed is like calm weed. It's like not you're not getting really fucked up. No, I love it. Give me one of them. Yay, Dad Grass. Like minor league fucked up. So people don't share joints anymore. You take the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, no, we don't share joints anymore. I know. But we're both free. I know. Well, I'll, if you want to share, but have yeah, your own. It's okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's lovely. I. Oh my God, this is so funny. Joe, this is so funny. A couple of weeks ago, I it was a Sunday. I had all this stuff to do. And I I think I was reading, I was reading something. I don't know, I was like hanging out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke a dad grass. And I smoked like the whole thing. And then I realized it was Joe Rogan weed. And I didn't, I did it by accident. Oh no. And normally I just take two puffs of that weed before bed and it knocks me out and i was like and i was hallucinating i mean i took <laughs> i took a shower and i think i was in there for 45 minutes and nice. i was like i i called ben and i was like ben i drugged myself and he was like <laughs> i think it was meant to be and i was i was so fucking high for the rest of the day and i and then i i just gave myself the day off and i watched like rick and morty and i laughed and i was like i guess the universe wanted me to get super high it's a good but reset. But I was incapacitated. Like, yeah. It's no, a good I, reset sometimes. I'm going to grab that later again. Yeah. But yeah, after I, it's over, you feel good. Yeah. I did. I I think, yeah, I was given a, a luxury I didn't know I needed. That's one thing that Texas needs is legal weed. I was going to ask about that. That's ridiculous out here. They'll throw you in the gulag. Do you have to worry about the um, authorities or anything? With, like, mm, I'm going to find out. They'll probably love you. I think the... The cops think it's nonsense. It's the problem is it's the way people are voting. But mm. then part of me says, yeah, but that's also keeping the state red, which is keeps keeps people free. 
you have freedoms in terms of like freedom, the Second Amendment freedoms, and and then just freedoms to go to restaurants and the things they allow. They allow you to make your own choices here, which is California is not into. California is not allowing people to make their own choices. And I think there's there's How's a balance that? to be. Well, you can't go to a restaurant. Oh, you can't open that. your restaurant. Yeah. You can't go to a gym. You can't open yeah. your gym. Mm-hmm. Like all the shit that you can do here. It's really backwards too. Like you can. Um, you can get your nails done, but you can't get like one of my best friends is an esthetician. So she does facials, and, but they like shut her down. But like you can do it's like it's really it's it's really imbalanced. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's not scientific and it's not done by people that are smart. It's done by people that are so fucking stupid. They wanted to be mayors and they got they got put into that position and we didn't think it was that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. The mayor, what kind of powers the mayor have? No big deal. Turns out a lot a when lot. shit hits the a fan. Lot. Local corruption is really underestimated. I remember asking my dad years ago. I, we went to Pittsburgh for something, and like Pittsburgh was thriving, and I, I was. It was such a beautiful city, and I, I, you know, Cleveland's supposed to hate Pittsburgh, but um, I, and I asked my dad. I was like, Dad, why? How come Pittsburgh looks so evolved? And in this, at the time, I was like, Cleveland does not, and Cleveland's done a lot better since and he was like corruption honey he's like how like are, are like i think at the time there were like several city council members in jail from embezzling and like it's just they just got hoed so hard and i think that people they got hoed yeah they got hoed <laughs> and i think that people people <clears throat> underestimate thinking that they're always out for your best interest and that you're being taken care of and you're you don't have to worry about a thing like you got to get active if you want to make ch- like changes in your community period mm-hmm and uh, that's it. But but also, I you still can, love Cleveland. You can be in a place that's and all. <laughs> so fucked up that even being active is not going to bring it back. Like you got to know when to abandon ship, and that's kind of how I felt about L.A. <laughs> like I remember reading some article where they're calling Elon Musk and I cowards because we were leaving L.A. instead of staying and fixing it. And I'm like, listen, you you're not fixing this. That's interesting. Like you don't understand. Like it what falls you're on ta- your shoulders. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm a moron. The the idea of me fixing the the politics of L.A. is hilarious, but you don't. It's not sustainable for people like me, at least. Like it's not. I I want a comfortable lifestyle, and between you know just the cost of living there and where everything's at and I, I again I love it. I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world California is stunning it's pretty cool it's it's pretty awesome there's a lot of great things about it you go from the ocean to the mountains in like two hours I right mean, it's the incredible. climate's incredible the, I was in Ohio a couple weeks ago or last weekend and I was like there's, there's a thing that happens with liberal politics okay. apparently when things go south when things go bad like like what we're seeing here mm-hmm. there's this with this pandemic, there's this, at least with the way New York runs and New Jersey runs and now California, they want to tell people what to do and what, what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And they had eight months to, to do something about the hospitals. They had eight months, eight fucking months. They had eight months to figure out how to test people better. They had eight months. Right. They had eight months how to encourage people to strengthen their immune system. They didn't do any of those things. Right. They just told people what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And it's just poor, poor vision. It's like the people that are in charge of doing 
this and setting up the rules and regulations, you would never listen to them in real life. Right. Have you ever listened to Garcetti talk? No. He like, seems like a really. wonderful guy. But a little bit. He's like, not my boy. Hey, right. I'm not calling him up and hanging out with him. He's a dork. <laughs> right? And Newsom is just a, uh, like, clearly a, like, naked ambition as wanting to be the president. Like, yeah. he's got this political naked ambition. And, you know, when guys like him get exposed, like he got exposed when he went to that restaurant, right. you realize like, oh, I was right. Yeah. Like, this is what I saw. Yeah. I saw this horse shit. Yeah. And here it is. There you go. You're horse shitting. I get it. It's this is I, this is true. Every time I go to Dodger Stadium, uh, there's I, I don't can't really hear him, but there's like Garcetti, like sitting at a desk talking and every time I look at it, I get a sick feeling. And that's all I could tell you is like, I don't actually, I'm not listening to what he's saying in a like, um, uh, logical way or anything. I just like the way it feels when I look at him. It's fake. It's like a fake, weird way of communicating Mm -hmm. that you only can get away with when you're doing it for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like any of them. It's like, I don't like the decisions they're making. You don't have to deal making. with them anymore. Thank God. Yeah. But I don't, the, the decisions they're making is ruining the place where I live for the last 26 yeah. years. I mean, it's, Thanks. it really is. Um, it's, uh. Oh, it's still hot. Yeah. That thing's yeah. awesome. It's insulated. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's where, um, I, there's a lot of people I really, really love that are in California that I, I want to be able to see. So I think the best of both worlds is like. Just, that's going to be like the the place to visit and when i have worked there just you know tend to it but yeah. interestingly enough i can live here and get probably a lot more done so i mean it kind of feels the vibe here is more relaxed like i feel better here i, f- I used to feel tense in yeah. la like much it, more tense yeah i feel more relaxed here mm-hmm. and you know, doing this thing, doing this podcast is just fucking weird. Knowing that there's millions of people listening is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And the more I can do to be relaxed, the yep. better off I am. Yep. Yep. No, it's a lot of energy coming at you. And yeah. you're doing great. Well, thank you. You're handling it very well. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, it's man. like everything. You get better at it, you know? Mm-hmm. You get better at handling things. Yeah. I mean, again, like full circle, like all the like work you know you can you have the opportunity to do during this time is like just that like how to handle whatever energies in your life yeah and yeah it's it feels really fucking good when you figure out your formula for yourself yeah you know? so you felt like that that's like the biggest change about this pandemic because it's given you this opportunity to kind of like Enjoy being alone. Enjoy like little rituals like your matcha cupcakes mm-hmm. or donuts or whatever. And those kind of in change the way you look at things. Enjoy mm-hmm. things more. Like choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. Choose to be excited instead of be, you know, filled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. You choose to be happy about it. Something I discovered about myself in like minute um, uh, detail is that I've... Like I said, like, like, oh, my God, I had to you know, reassess calming down before I came here. Like, I, I feel like one of the things, and this is pretty narcissistic, actually, but that, like, I'm in the way. I feel like I'm bothering people a lot of the time when I'm just being myself. It's really? A, yeah, it's a really weird feeling. And, and like, 
What makes you feel that? Um, I think it's childhood stuff. You feel like you're bothering people when you're just being yourself. Yeah, like I'm too much for a lot of people. But the thing is, if I'm too much for those people, they're not going to be my friend or, yeah. or my lover or my boyfriend or husband. You know what I mean? But so, you're not too much for your friends. Like, I don't think you're too much. No. Like, you're fun. Thanks. I enjoy Likewise. your company. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's almost like imposter syndrome stuff. It's it's like been I don't know how to describe it very well right now. Everybody like, gets that. Yeah, but it but when you're alone, it's debilitating because like, you know, I was processing my last relationship and like, oh my god, like, it's what did I do wrong? You know, but at the end of the day, it was just like two people that weren't right for each other and like stuff like that that like you can just take a good hard look at, but also. You know, celebrating yourself is like a weird thing to do, but it's such a good thing to do when you're like kind of crawling out of a weird hole. Yeah, it all depends so, on where you're at in life. Right. The problem is when you're killing it and you're celebrating yourself, people want to just fucking smack you. Like you really shouldn't be celebrating yourself and everything's going great. That's when you really should probably be a little harder on yourself and a little more scrutiny and a little more humility. and. It's a balance because yeah. like, you should enjoy it, too. But like enjoy it with the people like share those things with people that matter of being like, wow, I've never felt better about blah, blah, blah. Like, that's cool. It's one thing if you're like, yeah, don't be an asshole. That's yeah. the... I enjoy very little of my success. I enjoy other really? things. Yeah. Interesting. I don't enjoy it. It's too weird. OK. I, I enjoy other stuff. You enjoy I the enjoy, fruits of it. I enjoy like. I enjoy doing things. I enjoy yeah. like hard workouts. I enjoy yeah. archery. Yeah. I enjoy things that that they don't give a fuck what I do or who yeah. I am. That's awesome. Things that require mm -hmm. they, they require a certain amount of effort. But and those are like byproducts of the success kind of like sort of. I mean, I enjoy the fact when shows are over and they went great. I want everybody to have a good time. I enjoy mm -hmm. that. I'm happy with that, but I always yeah. feel like back to work, bitch. Yeah. That's like the moment I get off stage and everything's healthy. great. I, I always feel like go back to work. Mm -hmm. like the, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but it's the only way I have of uh, maintaining some sort of balance through this weird life that I live. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't really compare yourself to anybody else. So there's like, you're also like pioneering this, this in, enormous amount of energy that like, yeah, you could be a fucking lunatic, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and that's really cool. Really. Yeah. It, it definitely would lend itself to if you were a lunatic or if you didn't have a lot of, uh, self introspective thing, like if you weren't inclined towards introspection and inclined towards uh, self analytical thinking, mm -hmm. you know, if you weren't like ruthlessly analytical about your own self, it, it would fuck you. Well, here's a question. Are you good at saying sorry when you fuck up? Yes. That's, I, I'm that's better everything. at that than I've ever been in my that's life. That's everything. Yeah. I go everything. out of my way. I, it's a, it's a important thing to do. It's really scary when you get, cause I've seen it. Other people, <laughs> when they they get really successful, and then the people around them start catering to them in a way that is so damaging, yeah. and they lose their perspective, mm -hmm. and like it's scary. Yeah, well, it happens to people. You know, um, they were talking about that gentleman who ran um, Zappos who wound up dying recently. Yeah, what? Uh, well, he was doing a lot of drugs, and then there's something with a fire. He got caught in a fire. I don't know if they were related or not, but Jesus. Um, one of the things that I read that he was friends with Jewel, the singer, mm. and she said, I got a piece of trivia. Do you know that Jewel is from the same family that is on that uh, Alaska, The Last Frontier show? No. Yes. <laughs> but I know she's from Alaska. They're the fa that's the, her family. That's crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, it's how crazy. Cool. Like one of the most talented singers ever. Yeah, I hear really her, good things about her. Yeah. How could she be? Wait, have you had her on? Other, no, I'd love to have her on. Cool. But how could she be anything other than wonderful? She's got an amazing voice. Yeah. But um, she was friends with that dude from Zappos, and she said to him, "Listen, when the only people that you're talking to are on your payroll, like you're fucked." Yeah. And that's a great. Yeah. She would have a perspective too, because I mean, she was wildly famous in the nineties, mm-hmm. and like. You know, you see it. You see it. Like, like, look at Britney Spears. I mean, like, my God. Look at her. Like, it's bad. But I think she's got some mental issues. I, yeah, but she, also, like, she... Can you imagine no. one of your kids at 15 no. parading around millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people? Millions. Oh, oh I had Miley on, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. I listened to half of that when I was getting a COVID test. <sighs> that made me sad. Yeah, um, she's so fucking talented. Yeah. And, but what made me sad is thinking about her as a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Doing stadiums. And, yeah. In arenas. Yeah. And just it's a lot. It's crazy. She's remarkably together for yeah. someone who has grown up with uh, without a real life. You mm-hmm. know, her life. I don't think anyone. I th- first of all, I think fame for anyone is a weird drug. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird if you're fifty. It's weird if you're twelve. It's weird. It's dealable yeah. if you understand who you are. But if you're growing up mm-hmm. and you're evolving while you're getting famous, that seems insane. Oh, my God. It's yeah. like it's impossible. And it's also contingent upon like what you're famous for. You know, yeah. the thing is, like Miley is wildly talented and yeah. deep and Dude. she's an artist. And, you know, you it, hear her sing Jolene. You go, holy yeah, fuck. Yeah. And, and it's like. Thank God for that, you yeah. know, because she's able to save herself in all the ways that she's done all this work, which I'm sure was no easy feat. And then she also has that to keep going and yeah. work with. And those tools only get sharpened when you have that perspective. Yeah. You know, the thing about asshole famous people when they, you know, start the whole like payroll concept is like they're they're so fucked. They're so lost, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, narcissism's a real thing. And, and that can spiral into other, like, probably cluster B personality disorder stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, people are getting, like, infected almost. And it's very sad, you know? Well, you if you see, like, a person who's crazy narcissistic and then see their employees that are, like, stumbling around trying to serve them and get them things and holding a clipboard and taking notes with everything they say, like, mm-hmm. that kind of weirdness. Makes like, me sick. I've been... Yeah. I've been uh, employed on in areas of that and and like i'm not drinking that fucking kool-aid like and Mm. it's it's a tough one i don't like to be around any of that stuff it's weird because it's the same shit that happens with kings it's the same shit that happens with royalty like Mm -hmm. there's a weird thing that happens with people Mm -hmm. when they have ultimate power you know, it's mm-hmm. the, the old adage, you know, uh, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. No, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm. You know, there's something about it having that ability to just tell everybody what to do. Like, how how could you be a king and not be out of your fucking mind? You know, like imagine. Only if you are able to incorporate the balance, like the rest of us. And we all have different formulas for the balance. And it takes constant cultivation. Period. Yeah. It's not like you did good and you're like, you got like, cause everything's always changing and the yeah. people around you are always changing. And like, those are the qualities I look for in my friends and I look for in my partners. And it's amazing when you 
start taking a hard look at that, like my whole social circles really changed during this in a really healthy way. And I, and I have love for everybody on their journey. I really do. But like at the end of the day, the folks that are like, they've got their balance dialed in and even when they're off balance, but they, they want to get back to here. Like I respect that so much. It's everything. It is. Those are the type of people that you need to be around. Yeah. Because then you also set those same standards for yourself. Mm -hmm. You can spend your time and your energy um, being the the dictator, Mm -hmm. right? If you were uh, a guy that runs a a movie studio or if you're... uh, some famous singer or whatever you could you could be the dictator mm-hmm. for everybody around you or spend that time working on yourself yeah like the same energy you you could use to make sure that you never become a tyrant right make sure that you never become that that crazy person yelling at all your employees well you know i know we have to go in a little bit but like kind of bringing it back to the beginning you know this uh you know psychedelic experience i had with my best friend like when when we got through that point of like her deep pain and trauma and mine as well, like we aren't victimized. We're like acknowledging this thing that we've worked both in our separate ways, really, really hard uh, and efficiently. So to, to find a place for in our lives and balance and like in that, like I keep calling it sacred pain, you know, cause that's how it felt because I was also honored that she would share the things that she did because she knows that she's safe with me and vice versa. Right. But like the people that turn into tyrants never did that shit. They never right. dealt with their pain. And like my and friend is like. they would never admit their flaws. They would never admit no. those, those painful fears that they have. Those... And that's really sad. You're like missing out on, on like re- real reward in life. Mm. But there's like, it's celebrated in life, right? Like to be a diva is celebrated, right? Mm, I think that's changing. Yeah. It's like, that's like celebrating an asshole. It's like, oh, that guy's such a piece of shit. <laughs> like, why? It just doesn't. Well, that was, you know, the, the, those characters have always existed, right? Like the asshole producer. Like someone was telling me the other day about this uh, television producer they had to deal with who was a, a real asshole. And uh, I said that, that that was an archetype, like that mm. asshole producer was something that you aspired to be. Like those guys that like produce television shows and films that fucking yell at everybody, get this fucking shitty script out of my office or you're fucking fired. Call up my wife and call this up and get this and yeah. tell that guy to go fuck himself. Yeah. And like that, that guy was the man. Like that well, that's was- that's why the pendulum's swinging so, you know, uh, just, uh, Pull, like so dramatically because like then you have the other side that it's like everybody's so goddamn sensitive you can't say boo without someone falling apart right. you know like no, don't get me wrong there are things that need to change 100% but like where's that middle ground and well, I, that's I think how we're still they, finding it there's overcorrections but that's how yeah. things get fixed I mean listen that's what when when you were talking about the asshole producer right Harvey Weinstein is the archetype of right. that right, right. I mean, everybody was terrified of that guy. Mm-hmm. And look what happens to him. They just locked him in jail. Like, yeah. he's, he's fucked forever. Yeah. You know, and then you you see that the world is not the same place it was when he was telling people what to do and screaming at people and whatever horrible shit he did to mm-hmm. women. That's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's changed. Mm-hmm. The world's a different place now. And so... But, like... You people still need over- to be able to take a dick joke yeah. <laughs> like, you got without some- being like 
you know, I was assaulted. Wait, what? That was just a dick joke. You know, like, I mean, there's, there's just, yeah. But that's just a lot of idiots that have the access to social media. The problem is there's so many people that don't have their own shit worked out, but they want to control other people. Right. They want to tell people what they can and can't do, and they want to enforce it. Yeah. And they want to try to enforce it by getting you fired, or they want to try to enforce it by, you know, I getting you shamed. Like deep karmic consequence when oh, it, you're the one pressing those does. buttons yeah definitely does especially if somebody exposes it also calls i don't know it. how one would sit with themselves like deeply sit with themselves because they don't sit with themselves they're just tweeting <laughs> no i think that i think that like you can't avoid that eventually maybe not right away right maybe there's that like oh i just got off on destroying somebody or something but i don't know well there's levels of development like there's levels of everything like there's levels of guitar playing right like mm -hmm. some people can kind of strum a little bit mm -hmm. some people can fucking shred <laughs> yeah like gary right yeah. there's levels to how to be a human too mm -hmm. there's levels to how you judge and communicate with other people and right. a, lot of, a lot of people suck at it i know but you know what's really cool is uh i think i think we're on a trajectory right now yeah. I really do. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. There's bad moments, mm -hmm. but bad moments always give way to better moments, almost always. Mm -hmm. Unless yep. you hit with an asteroid or some crazy shit. I don't know. Aren't like there a bunch of asteroids in Texas? Isn't this like... Um, no, there's asteroids in space. <laughs> they come slamming down. And they hit various parts of the planet depending Are they just on like the out rotation there in the yard? of the earth. <laughs> there's some of them, I'm sure. You could find them. <laughs> A lot of them are in Antarctica for whatever reason. Cool. Yeah. Suzanne, it's always a pleasure seeing you, oh my, my friend. Oh, my God. Thank you so I much. I really do hope you move here and we can hang out more often. Oh, my God. I just want Yay. to go fishing in your backyard. Yay. <laughs> let's um, <laughs> let's uh, hang out tonight. How about that? Sounds good. Yay. 444. How about that? Crazy. All right. Um, cool. It's a, some, is that good? Is that good luck? I think so. Okay. We'll deem it good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when is the album going to come out? I'm going to I'm going to say the next 2 months or so. Okay. I've got some uh I really have to like corral the the stuff. But it's almost done. Yeah. Would you let me know? I will. And I'll sound the alarms. Thank you. Thank you my friend. <laughs> Always good to see you. Likewise. Goodbye everybody. See ya.